It's the second week of deer camp. I got a swollen head. I'm lying with the dust balls underneath my bed. And icy breezes blowing in through the tongue and groove. My pants are frozen to the floor and I'm too sick to move. I didn't drink too many, only 30 cans of beer. It must have been that last Welcome to The Terrible Outdoorsman. Ryan Cowan, your host. Yo, 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 what up for show? In person. In person, I'm back. I'm back like a vertebrae. He survived Kentucky. Yeah. What a shithole. Yeah. I'm kidding. I've never been there. I don't know. It's it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, uh, you know, parts of Kentucky are nice. They yeah. got good bourbon. Yeah. They yeah. have awesome bourbon. And they and they have distilleries everywhere. Yeah. So well, welcome cool. back, Bob. Glad to be back in your your uh, the, the mix laboratory, we'll call it. Back in, uh, back in the, 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 the beat the, laboratory. The beat laboratory. Um, I know my wife appreciates me being the hell out of the house to do these things. <laughs> um, who else we got? Jimmy Dalmage. Jimmy in the house. In my own house, not in Bob's house. Welcome back, Bob. Captain <laughs> JG in Midland. Captain JG. The Zoom calls light, lightened up a little bit now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When uh, when you talked about Bob being back in town, I thought of the ACDC song, Back in Black. There you go. There you, there go. you go. There you go. I got to say, like, the Zoom call sucked. Yeah, like it, it was not. It I was, was listening to the last one with Chad and like the three of you on Zoom, like trying like talking over each other, like. And I know it's impossible Zoom because like there's a delay, like when you start talking. I'm like, God, this sucks. Got to get back in person. Yeah, that that would have been a good one to have to have him in person too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a busy man. Yeah. Busy man. That episode turned out pretty good though. I've had a few people tell me they uh, learned a lot from it. So. That was good. Yeah? You good? I haven't even listened to it yet. Get your shit together, Carol. What the oh, hell? I had a five-hour drive. Six exactly. Hours, six, I had a six-hour drive back from Speaking Kentucky. Speaking of which, did you listen to that Jocko podcast? Yeah, Dude. I did. Yeah, I did, man. It was, it was, it was crazy. Like, yeah. And what was cool was that, like, the conversation that I had with David Bellavio a while back and then like listening to it through Jocko, yeah. through Jocko, I can see why it went five hours, man. Cause that guy oh, could yeah. talk. Dude. It was like, six hours. It was like five hours and 51 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's so good, man. So we were talking so about, uh, uh, the Jocko podcast. I don't know if you guys have ever listened Jocko to it. Yeah. Um, he interviewed David Bellavia, a medal of honor recipient. Is he the only living medal of honor he was from, the, from the Iraq war? He was the only living one from the Iraq yeah. war. Yeah. And Bob actually got a chance to interview him. That was like three years ago, right? Uh, like two years ago. I yeah. interviewed him, uh, through yeah. the army. And he, like, uh, he wrote a couple of books, um, house to house. And then he's got a new one coming out, but Jocko interviewed him and it was like a six hour podcast, but it was awesome. Like the stories he told, like the detail, like oh man, it's, it was giving me chills. Like my the, the the hair in the back of my neck was standing up listening to the stories. And then at the end of that podcast, and we're just gonna derail this shit right in the beginning. <laughs> um, at the beginning of, or at the the end of the podcast, Jocko talked about how there's YouTube footage of this shit. Yeah. So I I went and looked it up, and sure as shit, like there's YouTube video of like I mean you can't see a lot. It's pretty black. Um, but then they show like the bodies they're dragging out of the house and stuff. Like it's insane. That shit just on YouTube. What what's, was crazy for me is like when I interviewed uh, David Bellavia, I he 
he was part of Operation Phantom Fury, which happened in 2004 in Fallujah. And uh, well, you had two different operations that happened at the beginning of 2004 and then later on November 2004. And I was in Fallujah from 2003 to 2004. And so like he talks about it at the beginning, how the 82nd Airborne Division was responsible for Ambar province and then got handed over mm-hmm. to the Marines. And that was me when I was, I was in Fallujah for the vast majority of my first uh, deployment OIF-1. And uh, so like uh, when he talks about the industrial district of Fallujah or he talks about the military district of Fallujah and things like that, like I know these areas inside and out. I can still, I can still picture, I can show you on a map. I can show you houses on a map that, that I conducted raids on and stuff like that. So it was like very, as he's talking about this stuff, I'm like picturing it in my head and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so like when I had yeah. the, when, so when I interviewed Bellavia, I, you know, like we had a sidebar discussion for about 30 minutes prior to us going live and like, man, we were telling some stories, dude, yeah. like some stuff. Yeah. We couldn't put that shit on air because it was like, like what I would not not what I, you were doing, but no, I'm, yeah, the, I'm like a Jocko podcast, man. They told every detail. Yeah, the, the platform that I was on, that I was doing with him had to be a little bit more yeah. streamlined, a little bit more proper. I had like yeah. a script that I had to follow and yeah. things like that. So like, like the, the, but the conversation, he's such a laid back dude. And he'll just tell you how it is, man. Oh, yeah. He's very straightforward. What's cool about uh, David Bellavia too. And, and I'm, I'm working right now to try to, I want to, I would love to interview him for the podcast. I'm going to, I'm working on it, but. Uh, he's got like a whole crew. But when you're a Medal of Honor re- recipient, like oh, yeah. they like assign like people to you. Like yeah. you have a team of people that work for you, marketing and and like a, like an agent basically that like schedules things and events and stuff for you. I mean, he still has a day job and he's still doing normal things, but as a Medal of Honor recipient, he's expected to make public appearances here and there and to talk to people here and there. So like I, I have to work through his agents to try to get him on. Um, but he's a big outdoorsman. He lives yeah. on the um, he lives on in Western New York, so like right along um, was it Lake Ontario? Yeah, I think uh, so he's, he's a big, big into fishing. Fan and- yeah, he's big into fishing and stuff like that, and loves to hunt and all that all that kind of stuff. So um, that's, I, that's I, like I'm, uh, I'm really gonna work a life to goal to for the podcast. Get get him on. Like, oh a, man, he's such a good I, dude. I, man. I'd probably hang it up. And be like, I'm done, boys. If, if you it. don't, if we you don't, don't need know, anything else, if you don't know who he is, just YouTube. Uh, Medal of Honor, David Bellavia, and it will come up with a video that's super popular where he talks about, um, you know, if <laughs> I, I can't even pull the quote out of out of my ass right now, but it's it's like basically he says, if you want war with the United States, like somebody else is going to raise your sons and daughters. Yep, that's exactly and, and what it, it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and it's that. So that's him. Okay. Like, so look at that. Yep. Well, listen to that video. It's the most patriotic shit you'll ever hear. Yeah. It literally it just makes the hair me, stand uh, up. The, yeah. the hair standing on It'll make neck. the hair stand up on your neck, but super cool. Yeah. Well, on that note, we're going to roll right into that. Cause so we're recording this on veterans day. So I know Bob's got a veteran shout out, but, whoop, whoop. but to Bob and to all the veterans, this snort, it's for you. Send it. Thank you for everything that uh, you guys do, past, present, and future. So I'm going to send it. Send it. Snort! Oh, it was like a unison. In surround sound. Bob gets the first one. He gets he gets the second one, not you. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. He faked me out and he went to go hand it yeah. to me. Okay. And I reached oh, over to oh, him. Not you. Not you. Jason, Jason gets it before you. Just pour it on your phone. 
Don't touch it with your poison ivy, though. Uh, just drink just, it without touching the bottle. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, don't <laughs> don't rub your wiener on the, <laughs> on the bottle. Yeah, why is your wiener on the bottle, man? It's weird. It's the worm. <laughs> that is a small worm. It's the Dekuyper worm. All right. right. I didn't know they put leaf worms in that, but okay. <laughs> leaf worm. And back to square one. So, yes, again, uh, thank everybody for their service. Um, keep the veteran shout-outs coming. Uh, make sure you send them to um, either just to the terribleoutdoorsman at gmail.com or just through the contact us. Uh, page on our website the terribleoutdoorsman.com and then we even uh, we were able to add the veteran tab on there so um, the last veteran shout out we did um, we were able to add that on with some cool graphics that Dan put on so make sure you send us that stuff and uh, so yeah Bob what do you got uh, yeah so in honor of, uh, of Veterans Day I was, I was thinking about who to like call out on Veterans Day and um, we we do have a couple of veterans shout out that we want to that we want to hit up, but um, so for the, but for this week I wanted to hit um, I wanted to touch on some of the guys that I served with in OIF one. Um, particularly, I just, I'm just going to call out my squad real quick. Uh, we were um, first squad, third platoon, Bravo Company, first of the 504th Parachute Infantry Regiment, first uh, brigade, 82nd Airborne Division in OIF one. And uh, so the squad leader was uh, Sergeant Castillo. Uh, the, the Alpha team leader was myself. The Bravo team leader was uh, Sergeant Guzman. And then uh, some of our soldiers that we had were uh, Montgomery, Birch, um, Hunter, Knox, and um, Garcia. So, um, oh, in Burn as well. So that made up the entire squad. Though That was my crew. For the uh, entire time that I was there, we went through a lot of stuff together, saw some stuff. Um, all Everybody, I've kept up with them over the years, and everybody has gone on to do great things. Some working inside the federal government, some still in the military, some out of the military. Um, a few that retired, a few that went on to run, you know, Fortune 500 companies. So um, all great dudes, um, you know, and again, you know, we all, we, we fought together, we went through all the hard times together and things like that. And, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, salute you guys and say thanks for your service and everything that you've done. Hell yeah. Thank you for your service. All right. So, I mean, I wish we could sit there. We could probably sit there and talk about veterans all day long. But so this is our deer camp that's, special. Well, that, that's, just a, that's just a handful. So that, oh, I know. that, was, like, that was one squad. That was nine guys that, you know, and I've served with hundreds and hundreds of dudes yeah. since then that have all, you know, if I can name them all, we'd be sitting here all night. So, well, but um, We've got lots more yeah. episodes. We're going to call them all out. We should, we should get the whole squad on an episode. <laughs> I'm still in touch with quite a few of them. Like yeah. I, I could definitely get them on here. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this this episode is really our deer camp special. We're uh, what four days from deer camp, boys. Whoop whoop! Oh man, I'm so excited. Um, it's that time of year for any Michigan hunter that um, you know the, that Orange Army's heading north, and uh, yeah, and <laughs> I, I couldn't be more excited. So that's kind of what this is about. Um, it, it's going to be pretty much a straight up BS session, telling stories, 
drinking beers, having fun. So if you're looking for um, to learn something, this is probably not the episode for you. <laughs> get out of um, here, nerd. Go, go on, get nerd. Um, <laughs> that's, I figure, you know, Bob coming back uh, right before we had um, head north, like we just need a good drinking session, you know. It's yeah. been a while. So before we get into that, um, Captain Jason's <laughs> got our deer harvest summary update before we head to opening day of gun season. And if you oh, uh, if you yeah. listen to last week's episode, um, you know, Chad was saying, like, look at that that harvest summary and look at its spike November 15th and, and the, the days after that. And, you know, he had said, you know, anywhere from 50 to 100,000 deer are going to be reported just from the first couple of days of deer season. So I'm really interested to see where we're at now and, and then compared to when we do the next episode. He said it wouldn't crash. I'm, I'm expecting the I'm harvest expecting summary, it to crash. that whole app to just crash. Yeah, because this is what happens. Like they don't, they don't account for it. But hopefully, they did. I'm just going to email my harvest to Jason and yep. say yep. that yep. You, you know I tried. So if it, yeah, so just so send your <laughs> harvest summary to Jason. So that is um, <laughs> Jason Gosto email Gosto at mi dot. <laughs> dnr.gov.dnr.greenjeans <laughs> all right jason so where are we at with the current deer harvest summary as of november 11th 40 so 42 at, days into the deer season we are sitting at eighty-seven thousand four hundred and fifteen. they're killing the herd all of them the goddamn herd is gone there's no deer left that's a lot, though, man. Eighty-seven thousand. Holy shit! I didn't think it was going to be that much. I really didn't. That's more like more deer have been killed in Michigan than people that live in Rhode Island. <laughs> Fuck did that stack? Just made from? that up. <laughs> 90, Let's double check that on Google. How oh, many people live in Rhode Island? Ninety percent of all stats are made we're, up. We're going to get so many emails from Rhode Island listeners. <laughs> Bob was we wrong. Still, we, we've got quite quite a ways to go, Bob. There's a million people in Rhode Island. We're close. We're we're at we're, we're how do you fit almost, a million people in something that's the size of Washtenaw County? Almost ten percent. We're almost ten percent of Rhode Island right now. So 87,000. Last week we were, what, 70, 77, right? When we recorded with Chad? I think so. So that was um, that was a little over a week ago, so 10,000 deer in a week. That's, I guess I just even expected that to be more, but especially during the rut. Yeah. This what? is just so, this is just bull hunters, though. So, like, so the, once, once the, the, uh, the Orange Army... Heads oh, out yeah. there, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be nuts. I I, I agree with. Uh, so Jason, your saying. here's your your mission. I want you to track how many bucks and does have been harvested, and let's compare it after gun season to see how many does get harvested, to how many bucks get harvested compared to total. Numbers. You're going to be our statistician. Yes, you just okay. you just earned that title. Just, oh, just, just because of your actual title, the terrible outdoorsman. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're the only terrible outdoorsman who you know can handle shit like that. So, <laughs> who can, you're I'm honored. Can I am honored. Oh yeah, yeah. Eighty-seven thousand. That's awesome. So, Numbers think about it. Hard. Like, how many deer were actually reported last year? Like, what do you say? Seven thousand did the yeah. check-in last year. So you think about previous Less years. Less than ten percent. And we're not even 
We're right. not even to gun season, right? But you think about like the DNR and like for the year for years they've been estimating the deer herd at what a couple million, and they're going off stats that like based really based on harvest summary. That's the easiest way for them to track where the deer population is and, and really in each county. They had nowhere near the amount of information they needed, you know? Because you think about even last year, it was optional. And before that, it was what, check-in stations? It was check stations, and it was the optional survey that you would get emailed or mailed right, to you. Right, Which he and even said was, they only sent yeah. out. What they say? What do you say, like 10,000 surveys were sent out? I think so. Of all the, the 400,000 registered hunters or something? Yeah. And even then, it was a 35% return on on people actually filling out that survey. So just the data that they are going to have going forward, like that's, I mean, who knows what they'll do with it, but they'll just say, obviously they're going to have a lot more accurate information. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there who are just not reporting it. I, I think it's good. I think it's a yeah. good thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, this is nuts. Like I'm, 87,000. I'm like hopefully both of you guys get to get to use it, like get to, to report a deer. Cause like anybody who's bitching about like, saying it's a pain in the ass like it literally took me 45 seconds if that i mean it, it, it was that easy so i mean i'm gonna wear my tinfoil hat when i do it just to make sure i'm just gonna i'm gonna wear my tinfoil hat just to make sure that they don't uh try to steal any of my personal information well yeah you don't. I wear a tinfoil hat all day long. <laughs> Underneath this, kinda, it's tinfoil, bro. It's like a. <laughs> we did have a Never, weird glitch gonna, thing when we tried to report ours to where the uh, the drop downs weren't working. Um, I, we just. Had I'm going to say user it. error. We just had to refresh it, and it came back. So, but it op- could be China operator. I'd say Russia. It could be China hacking it, into Putin, the mainframe. Putin was hacking in. To your deer harvest summary. Is that what you're saying? You sound ridiculous right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, I told you this episode's going to be nonsense. It's probably China. Yeah. China. All right, boys. So deer camp right around the corner. So let's go round table um, and just kind of what, what's your plans for, for this week? Um, Bob and I will go last since we're going together. But J- Jimmy, what are, you, what are you doing for opening day of gun season? I uh, have the week off, um, with the exception of Monday, because there's no reason to take that one off. But uh, I'll be. In what are you the- going up Monday after work? Yes. Oh, that's. And, that's uh, a pretty good reason to take it off. That's a really good so, reason, because then you got Saturday, Sunday to do whatever. Well, so I'll be hunting all from Tuesday to Sunday. Um, but you could hunt Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I could, but your bow sucks. So, but that's my right. bow is kind of having some technical <laughs> just, difficulties. Just hang it up. We'll, we'll, it's, uh, it's it's done. The the bow's done. We'll get into that. We we don't have to. So we you're going. You're going where? Hillsdale. Oh, you're not going north. Oh, okay. I thought you were going north. Nope, I'm going west. So. Oh, so you're going right into the chronic wasting disease. You're Absolutely. just like, you're that guy just who zombies. drives right into the tornado. Yes. Just zombie deer everywhere. Every you're like time. zombie deer just bouncing off the windshield of the car this and shit. Like, <laughs> he, he, he said to go shoot some does, and so I'm going to go shoot some does. That's, okay. what, that's what's going to happen. Just the walking dead deer. Are the doe tags cheap out there? Yeah, they're like... They're it, are they're, they cheaper I, than a normal tag? They're like twenty bucks, maybe less. Because where we go, it's in the four eighty seven region, the TB zone, and they're five bucks. 
They definitely ain't five bucks. Okay, I, I was wondering if they did it for CWD just so they could. They're somewhere. I think I think they're eleven dollars. Mine are free. Oh five. Oh, you get the senior discount. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I don't really know. Like, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know what the hell. I don't know, I don't know what I, I don't know what you're saying. It's less than Jimmy $20. goes in there and he says, "Jimmy goes in there and says, can I get a triple A discount? Can I get an AARP? Can I get?" Yeah. Oh fuck. I told I told you I'm I'm Switzerland. I'm in the middle, but I'm leaning on the fence. <laughs> Nobody knows what that. They don't nobody, need to know. Nobody knows what that means. We, we might have a listener from Switzerland. Me and, me and Bobby are beefing now. Well, yeah, yeah. We, so Jimmy's beefing with everybody right now, <laughs> and and it's pretty much world. It's World War. It's World War Three inside the terrible outdoorsman right now. But Jimmy's is all the allies against Jimmy. Jim, Jim, Jimmy's fighting with Dan and fighting with Bob. Um, and then Jason and I are just back here, just enjoy, just having a good time. You know, like. Like we're said, just sitting here. Uh, we're just sitting here eating popcorn in the comments. Yep. I'm pretty. Yeah, yep. I'm he's, pretty, he's, uh, our, he's our Sweden. Group, I'm Switzerland. We're just hanging out. Our, our group text is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, my uh, my feet are firmly planted. I'm ready for war. And uh, you know anybody who's, who's anybody who's coming after me can uh, touch my poison ivy balls. So. He's, he's going to get smashed. <laughs> he's going to get smashed. <laughs> Jason, what what's your plans? So I want to just back up briefly to last weekend. I did shoot my gun in preparation. Oh, um, yeah. But apparently my boar sighting skills are not nearly as good as I thought they were. Because <laughs> okay. I thought, I, I mean, I have the, the tools, I have the equipment, mounted the scope, went to the 25-yard range at Bald Mountain, put a big 14 target, took a shot, and didn't touch it. So... Um, got it figured out. Only shot five shells out of the 450 and had her dialed in at 25 and 50 yards where I'm going to be hunting in the thumb up by Port Austin. It's pretty close quarters. So I wasn't worried about it uh, further than that. And then we also, Jake and I went through the sporting clays course again. Um, I did not use the Ithaca from 1960. I went with his 870 pump. I had no jams, and I beat him by you, one. You didn't point. have to use the oil dipstick to unjam your gun? didn't have to use – no, no. Um, I looked we, – we walk up, and I, I looked at that beautiful uh, snow plow. Um, <laughs> snow plow stick, that's staff. what it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I looked over, and I go, I know what that's used for now. Oh, man. So how would you, you guys do shooting? I remember you sent the card. Yeah, we did um, – so we went through the Upland course like we did that day, the four of us, and we only did 50 targets or 50, um, 50 shots. I got 40. Jake got 39. But what was so funny is the amount of, the amount of information that we knew this time versus the first time going through it. You hit 40 we knew what, out of 50 with a 450 Bushmaster? <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> What? No, that for the is, for the clays for the clays, I actually used a slug out of a four ten. Nice. Oh, uh, what what gun did you use? You said what did, was it? Um, he just he it was, wasn't the old eight, one. But did you? But did you have it that day? It was the gun Jacob was using, the eight seven. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, um, we went through, but it was funny because we walked up. We knew how to operate the 
control. We knew what the report pairs meant. We knew that there were some stations with eight clays and some stations with six. We knew how to keep score. I mean, we felt like we were professionals. Oh, man. On a cloud. So much different than the other time. <laughs> That's how you learn, right? You just go out there yeah, like exactly. an idiot. Not <laughs> and it was. Not we, had a, we had a lot of fun. We had yeah. a lot of fun. Um, I know that I had reached out and everyone was busy or working or whatever, but um, yeah, we got to try to make it. Well, you gave some- us so much notice. Yeah. You were yeah. like, hey, we're going to be heading to Bald Mountain in two hours. <laughs> Meet us there as I'm at work. Bob's in Kentucky. Yeah, that's, I was that's in Hillsdale. Perfect. That's yeah, perfect. Jimmy's in Hillsdale. So you get credit for inviting us. <laughs> It's perfect because you can be sitting there going, oh, yeah, I'm going to go shoot, as opposed to I bring it up on Monday and then Saturday rolls around and go, oh, never mind. Yeah. I'm bailing. That's, that's normally how I invite people as well. I'm like, hey, I'm going fishing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to go? Maybe they're like, they're like, oh, man, I can't minutes. go. And I'm like, oh, darn. Oh my God. So now that's how our buddy Mark. That's how our buddy Mark. Yeah, our buddy Mark does that every single. He'll shoot us a text and be like, "Hey, be at my house at nine o'clock tonight. We're going fishing." And I'm like, "It's seven thirty, dude. (laughs) I'm in my jammies, like (laughs) in my jammies." Anyways, uh, go ahead, Jason. Um, then I ended up. I did a little bow hunting up there uh, Monday and Tuesday earlier this week. I had a bunch of does around both days. We actually did some pretty long sits. Jacob saw a couple of nice bucks. He had a 10-point come in, uh, but it was out of range. And uh, so there's a few nice bucks walking around. When we actually got there Monday morning, we showed up there like mid-morning, and then we sat the rest of the day. There was a really nice buck with a doe um, across the street from the property that we can hunt out in a field. So it was good activity, good action. I'm excited to go back. I'm excited. You guys will – I mean – a bunch of people that we all know will be out in the woods. So I'm looking forward to all of the updates and text messages and pictures and stuff. A friend of mine that lives, Ben, that I went and turkey hunted in Missouri, he shot a nice nine point today on public land. I think he was on the ground. Um, I haven't gotten the the full story about that. But anyway, um, yeah, the deer camp that or where I will be going is over in Huron County, the tip of the thumb up by Port Austin. We've got a little hard shell camper over there property on 160 acres um, where the guy and his wife are retired um, and they live there. Uh, Should be a good time. Looking forward to it. My brother will be there. My dad will get there. He'll get there at middle of the day on Tuesday. He's actually, my dad's actually down in Missouri. He'll be gun hunting tomorrow on the opener down there. So that should be exciting. That's cool. So just the three of you going up? Yeah, it'll be the three of us. There may be, there may end up being one or two other guys uh, that come up there. It, it depends a little bit on the weather, and it's supposed to be. I mean, for us, we've got like you know, I said, the camper, the heater, the whole nine yards ready to go. It's nice. supposed to be cold, but that's okay. But one of the guys tries to stay in his car, and it's like, <laughs> nah. What kind of camper is it? Oh, is it your brother's truck camper? No, he he will bring that um, for when my dad does get up there. But we have an old um, an old camper from the '60s or '70s that we bought. We trailered it over there, and it hasn't left. A one way trip. So do yeah, you guys, exactly. So do you guys rough it then? Okay, so in our eyes, it's not roughing it because it's better than what we had, right? But <laughs> when I went out, always are. I don't like a little how that bit better going. than the last place. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So the camper, let me just back up a little bit. We've been hunting up here at this property. I'm 31, 30, 31. I can't remember. We've been hunting up there for like 20 years. When it started, it was an old farmhouse. And obviously that was awesome. Everyone had their own room, bathrooms, wood stove, kitchen, the whole nine yards. And then we had that for a number of years. And then when the guy was going to, it was his mother-in-law's place. Um, he owned it. And then when he decided that him and his wife were going to retire up there, we ended up staying for a few years in a wood shop that he had. And looking back now, that was, we couldn't afford it at the time. That's why we didn't have a camper. But the wood shop was tough because the wood stove in there it was way too hot or way too cold. Um, and oh, then after man, that, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And then after that, we had, uh, we had a pop-up camper and we thought we were making, you know, making oh, yeah. improvements because we thought, well, we're in our own little pop-up camper. Mm-hmm. We can do our own thing. The last year of the pop-up camper, we had that for a couple of years too. And I mean, we'd go up there to try and muzzle load and stuff. The last year of the pop-up camper, I had my sleeping bag laid out on one of the beds or on one of the sides, hunted for a few days. When I went to pack up my sleeping bag, the corner of the camper where it had leaked, my sleeping bag was frozen <laughs> in the corner of the camper. So we said, let's let's see if we can try to get something else. And that was yeah. when my dad found this old hard shell. We've done a little bit of work in the ceiling because it did have some water damage. But, I mean, from what we had to go through with the pop-up camper, it was like a three-man job to get the thing up. Yeah. And and then you can't – I mean, okay, it's it's December. It's snowing. The thing's wet. You can't yeah. put it – you know, you can't break it down while it's wet. Yeah. So now when we go I, – I mean, we feel like we're in the Taj Mahal. We walk in and we flip the thermostat on the heater and we're yeah. like, man, this is great. But so you've got snowing. So you've got a propane heater. Um, do you have electricity? Yeah. So you just, what do you just plug into that guy's property or something? Yep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Hey, so, you know, you know, one, uh, I guess one man's junk is another man's treasure, right? Exactly. You know, like, it, but it's so funny how, like, that's your deer camp. And, like, to you guys, that's like Taj Mahal. Yeah. And, when you say, are you roughing it? I'm like, oh, hell no. You ought to see what we used right. to have. But, like, to some guys, oh, you guys are, how the hell do you live here? And you're like, well, this is awesome. The time, the first year that I went out to New York, I had heard about the place, but I didn't know what to expect. And we roll up, and it's a mobile home. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it just showed up on my face. <laughs> random. Um, well, that's cool. And, and you're heading up, you said, Monday? I'll go up Monday. Yeah, I have work off Monday through Thursday, um, so I'll head you over there. Come back and work kind of one a, day. I mean, that's the plan. I guess you I've, know. I've TBD. Burned, <laughs> I've burned quite a bit of vacation in the last few weeks. <laughs> I I was just doing so between. Yeah, like if you extend to next yeah. week and then Thanksgiving week, I think that start i think it'll be like an entire month that i haven't worked more than two days in a week so see you doing it right though yeah (laughs) i mean if you're gonna do that any time of the year why not right now it's either that or you know prime fishing time and like yep you know either way is good yep so 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 you're heading up monday uh, jake's heading up monday too 
Yep, he'll be up there Monday as well. Dad gets home from Missouri late on Monday, so then he'll just come up Tuesday midday. And hopefully we got a couple hanging by then. There you go. So you're not heading up tomorrow just because you want to, you know, keep the wife happy, right? <laughs> right. You know. Well, okay, you've, you've two been things. gone. Number, you've been gone I've so been much. gone a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, hang around the house, get my stuff ready, get some food cooked. I'm going to make some jerky this weekend. Um, and then I don't know if it makes a difference. It probably doesn't, but I think why not let the place rest and then go in there on the 15th and blaze away. Yo, like, like bringing scent into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny, like Bob and I, we said the same thing. Cause normally what we would do is like, we'll go in there and we always bow hunt for like three or four days ahead of time. And, and then come gun season, like we've already been in the woods all day long, four days straight, bringing our, our scent, driving the truck, like parking it around there, like, and then gun season comes around and we don't see shit. Any deer we did see was, you know, first couple of days and they're out of range. And so this yeah. year we opted, like, we're not going up till Sunday and we're just going to like kind of get the camp set up, get ready. Mm-hmm. Monday, we're just going to like hang out, cut up some wood. Mm-hmm. Um, go into town, drink some beer, have a fire, like whatever, just relax. And we're not going to bow yeah. hunt. We're not going to yeah. bow hunt. We're just going to gun hunt. Like first time in years that we've done this yeah. for years, we have gone up and we've bow hunted at least a day or two before. So then you got to bring your bow, all the other gear for that. <laughs> right. Like now this year, it's like, oh, we got to bring it our gun. Like it's a whole different concept. Um, yeah. I'm actually looking forward to it. Like a couple days of just relaxing before we, we get up there, but yeah, keeping the wife's happy is definitely uh, a tough challenge this time of year. Yeah. But, yeah. You guys awake over here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> catching up. Okay. <laughs> Don't let me disturb you guys. <laughs> He's got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, Poland's got nothing over here. Portland? <laughs> Please, I'd rather well, be Poland. Poland, Portland. Poland, Portland. Green, I would rather, be, I'd rather gold, be Poland. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Um, well, that's cool. Well, well, good luck to you, sir. I want to hear, uh, we're going to get in some, some deer camp stories for sure. Uh, oh, shit. So Bob and I, um, for years we went to the UP. Um, shit, my whole hunting life, we, I was going to the UP up until what four years ago now we yeah. started we changed it up and really the only reason we changed it up was just kind of everybody was dying off up there like for lack of a yeah. better term you know like just there wasn't either there wasn't as many people going up or you know a few people did you know legitimately die off and you know it just wasn't deer camp again and i mean it just got it got more and more it got harder and harder to do deer camp up well, there. We, well, we lost the camp that we had. So for a couple of years, we took up a pop-up camper yeah. like you did, Jason. I think we told those stories. Yeah. And yeah, the one year it poured. Yeah. It was, a, I mean, just a mess. The next year it was so cold. Same thing, Jason. Like the condensation that's on, <laughs> on the bunk ends was literally freezing. I've got like icicles falling on me as I'm trying yeah. to sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I think that like was a, the last straw. We're like, yeah, we're not doing this again. We like, had a space <laughs> heater, like a little like electric heater, blowing directly yeah. on our heads yeah. just to keep us alive. Well, the worst part <laughs> it was, was so it was cold. so cold. Well, that particular year, like in the UP, it was single digits. So the propane, if you if your tank wasn't full, when it got down to about half half full, like it would it would the tank would get so cold that it would freeze. And no propane would come out. So the furnace wouldn't run. 
So we were living off of like an electric heater in the middle of the night. So we had to, we learned that we had to keep that tank like full at all times. In order for <laughs> so, so we were running into town every day to refill the yeah, tank. Yeah, and town is Escanaba, which was like 35 minutes. Like it's, Oh, Escanaba. Hey, don't you know? Yeah, we know a little bit about the jimmer. Yeah, so, um, so we went there for years, and then we just got an opportunity at my father-in-law's camp um, with a place we, we now call... The Jabberwock. The Jabberwock. <laughs> for 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 many reasons, we call it the Jabberwock. <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna get, I want to get into that. We will get into I, it. I want to get into that. So um, it's it's um, again um, we call it. I don't want to say it's Taj Mahal because um, we're not actually staying in it this year. But for for last couple of years, we stayed in it. But it's just a cinder block building, no electricity, no running water, nothing like that. It's literally a shelter. Um, uh, we were able to, um, we had like what a 400 foot roll of Romex and it's yeah. close enough to this guy's house where we happened to have this roll of Romex from a previous, you know, hunting camp. And it re it just, it barely reaches from this guy's house to the cabin. So we plug into like his, just like a outlet that he's got in the back side of the house and we run this cord all the way over to the cabin, and we've got lights strung up in there, and we just plug into like a six way, and it powers the lights. So yeah. we at least have lights. It powers the, you know, we had a, a wood burning stove with a fan on it, like so. Kind of, uh, again, like some people like look at it and they're like, "You guys stay in this place." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's um, rough for sure, but I mean, it's deer camp, right? Like it's. It, for the for the first few years it was it was okay like we yeah. we dealt with it and like we we packed four people in that and it's 12 foot by 20 foot <laughs> and we measured it at one point it's not very big yeah it's it's not that big and so we had four cots in there and everybody sleeping on cots and in the morning trying to get up and get your gear on and coffee yeah. going and trying to get shit going and it it's a nightmare yeah. you know like in you you're you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of like motivated to get out of there and go yeah. into the woods. Yeah. Like I can't wait to go hunting. Well, it's so either I, I don't. Hell out of this it's either building. I don't want to get out of my sleeping bag, <laughs> or as soon as I do, I want to get the hell out of this building. Yeah. Like, but so like, the, over the over the years, so we we named it the Jabberwock. The well, reason, let's not get too deep into the into the Jabberwock. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Not okay. yet. So that so that's what we're doing. We're going up Sunday. Yeah. Um. We're gonna we're planning on staying until Friday. See how it goes. Um. You know, maybe we tag out and we come back early. Maybe we just tag out and get drunk. I mean, we just get drunk. So I don't know. <laughs> um, either way, like we pretty much have majority of the week off and, and, uh, that's our plan. So, um, us and then, um, our dad and then our long, long, long friend of his name is Guido. Guido. It's not his real name, but we call him Guido. There's a name I haven't heard since Winya. Yeah, the buddy. Guid, the Guido. He, he's the he's, he's the man, the myth, the legend. He is a legend. Guido, right? Yeah. Jimmy knows him. He's something. <laughs> Guido is one of the nicest guys. This is the nicest I, guy I, you I will love ever, Guido. You'll ever meet. Our Honest cousin Sarah used Everybody to call him Squidget. Oh yeah, he he said so many names over the years. And I don't, I couldn't tell you where a lot of these names came from, but we know him as Guido. His real name is Brian, but we call him Guido. So, so it'll be four of us going up. Um, this year we actually opted um, because, you know, the more we talked about it, you know, we've got like twenty five, thirty thousand dollar campers sitting in our yard. I said, why the fuck are we staying in the cinder block building? So we're going to haul our campers up yeah. and 
we've got plenty of room where this cabin is and we're gonna use the cabin as like a commons area just to hang out cook like we'll eat dinners there um uh, stuff like that but we're gonna actually stay and sleep in the campers so um an upgrade for sure I figured, like, if we're, we're making these monthly payments, like, we might as well use this <laughs> Hell, yeah. Why are we sleeping in this rat-infested cinder block? Hell, yeah, I got, I got heat on the man. I got, a, I got, a, yeah. I got all kinds of stuff, man. I got well, electricity, when we get into water. Them, we'll go into, we've had, uh, we'll be on our third wood stove in this place, and um, I don't know how we're alive, but, yeah. The Jabberwock. Is this, um... I thought that this was Dave's place. Is this not Nate, Dave's so, place? So it's Dave's place, but we don't stay in the oh, house. Okay. Okay, so, gotcha. That's where. Okay, it makes so sense. So if you were looking at the house behind it, across the river and through the hills of grandmother's house, <laughs> it's, it's this little cinder block cabin. If you follow the crumbs from Hansel and Gretel, you'll find Yeah, follow the crumbs. Um, the and you'll, you'll, you'll come up upon this little cinder block cabin. And, um, you know, well, when, when shit was kind of going south in the UP. I remember I, I had the conversation with Dave, the guy who owns the, the property. is like two, the 200 acres up there. And uh, I told, I remember just having a conversation about how, like, just we just didn't really have much of a place to stay. We're looking for something else. And I remember him telling me, like, that cabin's down there. Like, I don't know what it looks like. I haven't been in there in 20 years, but you can go look at it. And so uh, I mentioned it to Bobby and my, my dad and, we went up there one time and looked at it, and it was a shithole. I mean, it was full of mattresses, like I, I, with I never God knows what in them. I never saw it with all the the bullshit in it. I think you and Bob. Oh, that's right. You yeah, and your father in law went and cleaned all that bullshit yeah. out when we showed up there. It was it was pretty empty. It was full of just, I mean, the nastiest mat, like like I said, old mattresses and just yuck. And it was it was gross, but we gutted it. Clean it up. Um, did did a lot of work to it. Actually, I mean, it's not as bad as we make it out to be. My my, it's fav- just like dark and just depressing. <laughs> my my favorite part about that cabin is the the old ass sign from like 1952 that says something about syphilis and gonorrhea. <laughs> it's like it's like a, it's like a public service yeah. statement or something that says yeah. gonorrhea and syphilis will. Make you dead or whatever. The hell, whatever, the hell it, whatever the hell it says, but it, like we have this hanging yeah. on the wall, and it's like it's awesome yeah. every time I see it. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So that's that's our plan. So it's gonna be good. Yeah. Hopefully, we all four of us are 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 using the uh, app to report a harvest. Yeah, we've absolutely. got lots of stories. I know. Um, Bob and I are taking the podcast stuff up. We are going to do a podcast. Yeah, we'll do this a time. camper. I know we shit do it the, live from the tree stand. We shit. There you go. <laughs> we shit the bed um, when it came to win you this year, but we were also new to the podcast game. And I, you know, I'm a fishaholic, so like that's just a bad idea. I'm it, not, not going to try was, it next year. Yeah, it was tough. What number are we on? Thirty six or something? this will be episode thirty six. We haven't missed one yet, so. We're That's co- 35 more than I thought we'd make. <laughs> That's 36 more than I thought we'd make. <laughs> Bob and I talked about this shit for a year. Like, I, I, probably two years we've been talking about doing a podcast. Yeah. I, we talked about it before I even listened to podcasts. I didn't even know what a podcast was, and we talked about it. But, but we, have, uh, we have 40 acres of private land that me and Ryan hunt specifically, so we kind of both have our spots kind of divided he hunts about 20 i hunt the other 20 and um 
It, Does he hunt the whole ridge and you hunt the whole swamp? He hunts the ridge and I go down in the swamp. No, in the swamp. We'll get that. But Jimmy, we'll, we'll uh, get Jimmy that hunts out on teenage thrill seekers. <laughs> if any of our Jimmy goes out and hunts on M35. <laughs> <laughs> really? Jimmy took a shit. Yeah, he does so, drive a Chevy too. It, it's actually a good piece of property. It's it's kind of a quarter lot, um, and but it's all it's super thick. And this year they um, they did a select cut on it, so it opened it up quite a bit. And especially in the area that I hunt is kind of wide open now. Ryan's area they thinned out quite a bit, and he's got some really good shooting lanes and stuff in there now. So we're kind of excited to see what we might be able to see, as opposed it, to it in past be, in past years it was so thick back there that like you can't get a yeah. shot much over forty yards. In well, the, in direction. that whole forty acres, there was really like two spots where there was even a remote clearing that you could sit on. Yeah, that's what we set up on, and there's nowhere else you could hunt because it was just so thick. So it was just like put a tree stand up and face that direction and hope something came by like it didn't matter if there were trails anywhere else or any any buck sign because you couldn't see anything because it was so thick and now it's so uh thinned out like yeah you can get a hundred yard shot in there in multiple directions so i'm interested to see especially the fact that like normally we go up there we do a bow trip we make all like we we just tear up the woods putting up tree stands yeah this is the first year like we have not been in there in the summertime we checked it out after they did the clear cut and since july we haven't stepped foot in that property i don't even know if my tree stands up there because i've had two tree stands stolen off this property you fuckers <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i might not even have a tree stand i might just be sitting my bucket against a tree Either way, is, is I think it'll be good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of untouched this year, so I think that like going back there, like we'll have kind of a fresh shot at anything moving yeah. by. But uh, yeah, south of so like you know, like I said, it was on a quarter lot in um, on the the little dirt trail kind of that's on the south side of it. South of that, there's what about five thousand acres of state land. Tons of state. It land, just yeah. goes from for days back there so yeah. it's there's so much to hunt and i mean even in that little 40 acres that we hunt if we decided you know it's not really panning out here we can move so, across the street and so jason for check your shit out for not, your reference not a lot of traffic up this there. is probably a mile from the property oh okay it's that i mean again not that far but it's just about a mile south of that property and the, like the first dirt road you come on that's the corner lot that we we hunt in so which is um we've shot a lot of, we've shot a lot of deer kind, kind of a crazy story uh it was probably three years ago um bob couldn't make it up army fuck something up as uh, always yeah. and um i had like a ton of pictures of some really good bucks up there and i had a i mean a, just a, a dandy turned out to be a nine point um on camera a bunch of times he was either on my camera on bob's camera or whatever well he could make it up i ended up hunting going up and hunting his stand the night before the opener this buck um like walked right in front of the tree stand and i didn't hunt i didn't bow hunt it or anything like that and i but i saw the picture like the next morning i get in the stand i oh i pulled my card and i'm up in the tree stand i'm looking at it and i'm like oh badass right it's not 30 minutes later I get a text that uh, Dave shot a real nice buck from the farm. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And eventually they send me a picture of it. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's, that's a nice buck. 
So I, uh, I pull my Jason out and I start examining the pictures and I'm like, that is the fucking buck I've been looking at. So I'm like side by side looking at these pictures and it is sure as shit. The exact deer the night before was a, at least a mile away. That shows how much these deer move on a nightly basis. Again, I mean, opening day, that's still rut time, right? So he's, he's moving, but I mean, a mile away where we hunt, there's no crops around like that, that property. Yeah. I just sent it to Jason. Did you? Yeah. Yep. Jason, he just sent it to you. Um, like that's the only crop field around like where he shot that and it's a mile away. Like that's where either that's where this deer was bedding back in this woods that we were at. But I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, happy for him. Cause that's his biggest buck to date. And, I, I sent you after, and then I sent you before. What? <laughs> I sent him the trail cam. I sent him the picture of Dave holding the deer, and then I sent him the oh, trail yeah. camera yeah. picture. Yeah. So, but it's just crazy that, like, again, like I said, the deer traveled that far. You know, it's probably more so up there than it is than you see down here. But I don't know. Like, you know, you think of a deer like bedding in a certain area, but like I said, that's a mile. He probably did that every day. He probably made that 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 travel. So crazy, yeah. that dandy. Yeah, it's badass. But I, we had pictures of him all through, like the entire um, bow season. Like we were like pretty amped up, and I remember when he couldn't go because of army, he was pissed. And we had a few different bucks on camera that year, but still cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I had I, I had was a, pissed. I had an army army ball that i had to go to in every year the army fucks up your hunting <laughs> i had an army ball that i had to go to and like we had this little briefing beforehand and i wore my blaze orange hat <laughs> i did I, I because i wanted to say fuck you man like you guys are screwing my shit up right now and me and like about there was about 10 other people there's maybe there's probably 200 of us in there and there was probably 10 blaze orange hats in there just in protest of why would you yeah. just schedule this shit on yeah. opening day of deer season. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. The year that I found this poem was the year that I worked opening day at our previous employer. Because I was at home, and my dad and brother were up there. I watched that episode of the TV show, heard the poem, called them, and read it to them. Why didn't, why didn't you hunt? I was a new employee at that employer, and when the schedule came out, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll work that. Like, the schedule came out, and I hadn't put in for that particular you day You missed off. opening day because of work? Yeah. That job of all jobs? I was still young in the workforce. I get it. I don't get it. Oh, man. Well, you and Braveheart weren't there. <laughs> Brave <heart. laughs> that's funny yeah i wasn't missing it like i i mean i've i've been fortunate where i have not i mean knock on wood i have not you know had to miss an opening day because of work ever you know since i was a little kid um but i've also made it very clear to all my employers like no shit the job i currently have that i just started um when i interviewed for the job i told them i was like so what's your blackout time like is there a blackout period of when you can take time off? And he's like, you know, I think it's usually around Black Friday because I work retail. And I'm like, so November 15th, that week, what's going on? I was like, so 
I, I, I generally, I, I, I always say like, I take the whole week off for deer season. Like, oh yeah, that's fine. Do what you want. Like perfect. Perfect. And like, I have legitimately turned down jobs because they've said, oh no, that's within our blackout period. I'm like, it's been fun. It's been real. Thank you for, for the opportunity. Like, you know, but to me, deer camp is that important, you know? And like, I get it. Like, you know, if I, if I didn't have like money to feed my family, like I'd probably change my mind, but I've never been in that situation where like I didn't have a job and I didn't have enough money. Like if I didn't have enough money, I wouldn't be going up North in the first place, you know, but like I've legitimately had that conversation because it's that. And I, I let everybody know, like I've got that trip and I've got my win trip. Like there are two trips that I will never miss in my, you know, I'm not, just, it's uh, just not going to happen. Does, does Ludington salmon make it on that list now? I will miss that every year. I have to work <laughs> on that day next year. I, I already, you know, like saw my schedule for next August. So I you will, put in for that day to be on. I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Well, luckily I do the schedule. So I just, yes, I'm on that schedule. Um, but no, like, like I said, that that's how important deer camp is. It's not important to these guys because these guys are fucking around over here. <laughs> Dancing on video. Jimmy, do you want to go home? No, you guys are. You guys I'm are just doing saying, a good if you job. want to go, like I'm not forcing you to be you here, bro. Are, you guys are doing a good job. Fuck's sake. You guys, you know, I'll go home. It's it's like I'm doing a podcast with my kids right now. You're I'll, monologuing. I'll You're doing home. great. Don't go home. Go go and get. Go and get. Don't let me. Don't let me interrupt so, your epic monologue. Well, how about a little dialogue here, bro? <laughs> make the monologue. Uh, yeah, make it dialogue. not a monologue. Make it a dialogue. No, so, no, I think this is fine, Ryan. Yeah, we'll you just know keep what? Talking. Here, this so we talk. Like you know what? No, hold on, hold on. Let me mute these fuckers because they don't talk anyway. So. <laughs> that's fucked up i'm used to it i'll, I just got, I just here, got kicked, I'll, I'll mute jimmy so. i just got kicked off my own podcast what the fuck well then fucking talk bros so let's hear from jimmy let's hear about jimmy's deer camp i want to hear what's going on down in hillsdale y'all are you sleeping in didn't your you truck? guys remodel this this so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, I want you to talk for a little bit. My, my throat hurts. So my buddy, my buddy Greg and his dad, they have a camper. Um, we completely gutted it because it was uh, starting to fall apart, um, and there was some wrong, stuff wrong with the electrical and whatnot. Well, we gutted it uh, earlier. I believe it was in May. We gutted it, and then Greg completely redid the inside. It looks damn near like a brand new camper i was extremely impressed when i went in there um that's where i've been doing a lot of my hunting this year i've i think i've done 14 sits so far this season um and that's been mainly where i've been hunting at so we'll be doing that uh i'll be be there all week next week which i'm really excited for um but yeah here's the most important question what are you gonna eat because that's the best part of deer camp, right? Hell yeah. The meals, yeah. right? I eat, like, such shit up there. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you guys have, more, like, a, do you guys have like, a meal meat? list All right, so, going or what? So we spent so much money on food last weekend that it was ridiculous because we, we, we ate out mainly uh, because we had you four. Ate out. Huh? You ate out? <laughs> yeah. So well, we they have, so they, have a, they have a place to eat out. We don't have a place well. well hold to on, eat hold on. This is coming from Pitmaster slash underscore nine seven so We had that they ate out every day. We had uh, there were two other guys that were supposed to come and they didn't end up coming. So we just we went out to eat. Uh, yeah. We went to this Mexican uh, restaurant twice actually, and just threw down. Got one time I got uh, you guys know me. I like to eat. 
I got seven tacos. Jimmy can eat like no other. I got seven tacos. Seven tacos. And then uh, the other time I got... Why, why did you get seven tacos? Because they were good, man. Because <laughs> well, they ran out. And we had two, had eight. They <laughs> ran out, otherwise it would have been eight. <laughs> <laughs> we had two baskets of chips. Jesus and then, Christ. And then the other time we had... Uh, I got a big, what was it, a 12-inch uh, smothered burrito Hello. and three tamales. So those were really good. All right. And it was 12-inch um, because I didn't have 13. Yeah. So <laughs> they ran on a tortilla. Oh my God. And then we went to breakfast, and the lady, I'd had so many yeah. cups of coffee that the lady brought me my own pot. I need so, to go to breakfast. You know, it's a good time. No, so, but, so in this camper. So for deer camp. Hold, we on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. hold on. So where are y'all get rid of all this, all these burritos? That's what. The, what kind uh, of plumbing system you got? Yes, yeah, no shit. Well, you got so, shitting in a bag. You got like lockable loo. Oh, so that, we that hunt, couldn't withstand seven tacos. We hunt on a, a twelve inch burrito. You're you have on to a put camper? a contractor yes. bag in there. So, so the camp the camper stays on the camper road. Yes. So it's a campground, and the. Uh, the campground closes in October. They close, I think, October fifteenth. I believe is the last day. So they're squatters. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> they're completely allowed to be there. They have a written agreement with the owners. Um, it, it goes it goes back all the way to the eighties. They've been doing this since the eighties. So it's a it's a very for some reason I thought Jimmy was going to say it goes all the way back to the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it goes back to the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> goes back to like the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> these owners have been there forever <laughs> so but yeah so it, it's a campground so there's bathrooms uh you know there's you got showers there's showers bathrooms oh, that's, there's that's, wi-fi well, so it's good you need a shower yeah, to that's, wa- that's you need awesome. a shower to wash the seven tacos off your ass yeah yeah it was uh hell yeah i'm definitely uh i'm, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> jealous about that no, though, it's, like, we have it made and and the the land is great it, it's great hunting property um, I'm super it's blessed. It's the, private. Yep. Yeah, the piece that you're hunting it's, is private. It's super. I'm super Do you have to blessed. Drive to where you're hunting? No. With a golf cart. That's it. Because it's literally drive with a golf. Yep. It's a. It's that ton of Just go post up there's, on the ninth hole. There's trails. There's trails on the. Uh, oh man. And so they're does, only allowed does to Denny have. Denny owes this. Denny does not. Um, it's it's part of it? it's part of his. Uh, I'm not sure what the owners' names are. But he's like I said, he's got a written agreement to where he can hunt on that property, um, and we do pay. Yeah. We do written agreement. We do pay a little bit for it. Um, not to get oh, into Mr. Those, DNR guy, can you check into this, please? Not to get into the details on that, but yeah, so it, it's really nice. We take the. <laughs> He needs a beer, I think. No, oh, you need a beer. No, That's no. the beer me sign. Yeah, what was that? No, what Jason was talking about. I didn't That's even your written agreement. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So you stay in a camper on, is, is it a public or private campground? Yeah, private. Private campground, hunting private land. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, and you do weird shit so that you get to hunt this place. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Are there any openings? Fair, fair enough. How no, much, so Jimmy, I'm, Jimmy's I'm like, super, I'm, how Jimmy's much room like, you got? And I Jimmy's do want like, to say, I'm done. I'm I, done. I'm I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm super blessed to be able to hunt with the group that I get to hunt with, so I'm very appreciative of that. Um, 
Oh, Denny and uh, and what was the other guy's name? Greg. The guy, Greg. Yeah, the guy that just shot that buck the other day. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, they were good dudes. We we got to meet them up at uh, fishing camp. So yep. Yep. they were good. They'll dudes. be back next year. Um, let's talk about that buck for a second, because uh, I'm kind of yeah, let's let's hear this. I got to hear the full story. So about how you. So all right, hang on, hang on. Don't, another deer. Don't. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I went right to the climax of the story. No, you didn't. So I'm sitting at my stand and I I don't know if I we got to talk about this on the podcast yet but I've 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 seen many deer this year already. I've passed on a lot. Um I've passed on at least four opportunities to where I could have shot. Um one of them was a smaller four-point buck um and he ended up coming back uh last weekend. And I did take a shot at him this time uh, because I reevaluated my freezer situation. So you, so you passed on something the first day that you would have shot on the last day. Yes. Okay. Just making sure you broke the golden rule. Yeah. So okay. what kind I, of what kind of bait are you guys hunting over? We're not. <laughs> we're not hunting over bait. Okay. Well, I just was, you know. What kind, of, just what kind of bait are you trying to throw in front of me right now? Why why, why you do this? That's a lot of. That's a lot of opportunities missed. Well, it's, but it's, I, I figured you were probably likely hunting. Like I said, it's in Hillsdale, man. There's a ton of deer. Um, Isn't Hillsdale one of the chronic wasting? Yes, because of how many deer there are. I believe it just. I believe it just heard from. I believe it just heard from Chad Smith on that um, about the zombie deer. So we're actually apocalypse. Chad Stewart. Chad Stewart, not Chad Smith. I keep saying Chad Smith. I don't know why. He's a drummer we'll from the Red Hot it. Chili Peppers. Is he really? Yeah, I've, I didn't yeah. even know that. That's not. I, that's not even Chad why I'm Smith, calling him dude. Chad Smith. Him and Will Ferrell did a duet. Did dude. I title the podcast Chad Stewart? <laughs> now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> All right, Jimmy oh, was talking. Anyways, Jimmy right, was talking. Let's go, Poland. All right, so I'm sitting <laughs> in my stand, and uh, that four pointer comes back, and I take a shot at him. And I, you the said one you, that passed? you passed him, no, and now you're no. shooting at him. Will you guys fucking listen to the story for <laughs> my brother's sake. He, he, two, pa- he passed brother on him that two weeks ago. He, he passed on the first time. The second time he shot. Two him. weeks ago, he walked in front second. of me. He I, shot at the second time. Do you guys pa- remember the buck that I sent you the video of that did that weird running thing and then came back? It's that buck. Okay. So that was two. That was like three weeks ago that that happened. Something, Sounds like it has signs of chronic wasting disease. Well, last week, <laughs> if he keeps last, coming in front of Jimmy, he's got to have something. Last wrong with him. last week he came back, and I didn't. Uh, my depth was off, and I shot over him. Your what? My depth perception <laughs> depth. was off. Like I like I thought he was. I thought he was like twenty five yards. He ended up being like thirty five. So I shot. Your depth perception. My depth perception. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. Go ahead. What, what did you guys want me to say? I don't know. Go ahead. I've, I've just never heard, I've never heard, like, like misjudging, like, the distance of a deer. I've never heard it called depth perception, but I, I get it. It's a thing. Does it not make sense? I'm, I'm being the nice cousin right now. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> You guys, <laughs> go ahead with the story. This is okay. why. This is why I've been so talking you, so much, Ryan. So, so you. So anyway, so you miss the deer. This every time I talk. <laughs> so your depth, your depth perception right. was off. So I missed the deer, right? Why was your depth perception and he, off? Because I've just. So it's Were always, you on marijuana? I've always been like this. No, I was not. 
Were I, you wearing night vision goggles? No. Because that'll do it no, too. No, it was not. I just thought <laughs> I just thought the bait so you, pile you, was a little bit closer. Thought, you thought the bait pile was at twenty five. <laughs> so the bait pile was at twenty five. No. It was so, actually so you thought he was thirty five, so you used the wrong line in your scope. All jokes all jokes aside. All jokes aside. I got a little excited. I didn't uh, I, I looked at the wrong tree because I've got them I, I don't have them physically marked, but I have them memorized. Okay, this one's twenty, this one's thirty, this one's forty. I paid attention to the wrong tree. There we go. So there we go. So you you did you just did it. What? You just did what you're supposed to do, where you said I screwed up. Normally, you blame everything else. Like you, that's say, not true. Normally, you say like my bow's fucked my up. My bow is fucked up. My bow's Ryan's fucked seen up. It. My depth perception. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Make no mistake. My, my depth perception is off. Okay, but like, that's still that's still a me you, error, though, right? It's a it was okay. a you error. So, so you if made I say a you my error. Depth perception's off. Said dear. That's okay. me saying that it's me. Jason. Continue on. So anyway, <laughs> Jesus. He fucking I asked. Missed, he asked for this. Shit. I, I missed. I missed the deer. Right? Sweet cherry, <laughs> coming for <laughs> to carry me home. Let me have a beer. Swing low, sweet cherry. Come and hold it, carry me home. This is that moment that everybody has signed up. So now is a good time for Jimmy to finish his story. Let's go. Are you sure? Let's, let's, are you sure? Is it? You're, you're, <laughs> let's go. Feed me, baby you're, bird. Your itchy balls have Feed been bust, have been busted enough. Let's go. We haven't even talked about that yet. <laughs> I want you to get right. there. So I missed the deer. Well. <laughs> I'm Switzerland. Right. Get right. going. Did the so, deer have poison ivy on its balls, and that's how it wound up on your balls? Well, that's how it ended up on my chin, yes. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, I, sh- I right. shot at that deer, and I missed. I have to edit so much out right now. No, he's- do not edit any of that. And he started walking away. He didn't. He, when I shot, he didn't run. He walked away casually. It was weird, and there was that happens when you don't hit them. Over, oh no 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 no! Over its back. I under shot. It? I shot under the deer, not over. Okay. Sorry, sorry okay. guys, um, because there was little white hairs in my broad. Head. Wait, I shot under him. I'm Wait, sorry. So you skinned Wait. him? I I bear not even. You nicked. Him. I just got hair. It okay. was just hair. Yeah. Um, Didn't you say that you thought it was 35 yards, but it was actually 25? Yeah, I lied. I'm sorry. I just edited it all out. It's fine. I don't know where this story is at right now because I thought he said that he thought it was thirty-five. I thought I I thought no, he thought it was twenty-five, but it was actually at thirty-five. Yes. Okay, that's what I meant to say. Thank that, you. That's okay. why he shot underneath Thank you. it. So I I'm shot thinking, underneath how the, him. How did you shoot under it if he thought it was ten yeah, yards sorry. closer? Sorry. Okay, we're on the same page. He walks away. He doesn't run. He doesn't trot. Okay. He walks away like as if nothing fucking happened. And he's walking. He's he's walking behind me to my left. So. And as and I and at this point I've already shot at him. There's no arrow in my crossbow. I'm not really worried about spooking the deer that I just shot at because I've got no arrow to work with. Well, bolt. And I turn, and he's walking towards the biggest buck I've ever seen in my life that I didn't even know was fucking there. So I'm like, fuck! I gotta quickly get this bolt. You know. So I reach into my pocket. I get my uh, my string out, and I I cock the crossbow again. I put the other bolt in it, 
and that big buck walks the wrong way. He walks away from me. I was like, okay, well, it was cool to see it, whatever. 20 minutes later, go by, nothing. I'm just sitting there, and I, I hear something I hear something walking, and it's that buck. This time, he's to my right, and he's still kind of behind me. And I try to turn to face him, and as I'm as I'm like I'm doing a really good job shuffling quietly everything like and I, I but I had to switch from right to lefty in order to get the shot. It was during that transition that he realized that I was there, and he trotted off. He ended up running down to in front of Greg, and Greg was able to get him. And there's a text exchange between me and Greg where it's like I just scared the biggest buck I've ever seen, and he's like, "Damn, that sucks." And then I hear his crossbow go, and then I get another text going, damn, he was big. And I go, you motherfucker, you shot my deer. So we tracked him down. We gutted him out. We we dragged him out and all that stuff. And it wasn't until Monday that I started to realize that I had a rash on my neck and my arm and my hand. And so we're thinking that that buck got into something because Greg had it on his hand as well. Um, we all have poison ivy now. So, and that led to other places, which is where, what we've been insinuating <laughs> than this podcast. Um, but how yeah, did, so how did you hear his crossbow? How far away is his stand from yours? Um, so you can hear there's three people's crossbows that I can hear. If, if we're all sitting in the woods, there would be three people that I could hear their crossbows. We're probably about maybe a couple hundred yards from each other at most, at like at the very most. Um, but they're so it's so hilly and thick that we can't see them. We can't see each other, and there's different runs and everything like that. And they take different routes and everything. They have it all planned out to where every stand sees deer. Um, but yeah, so I, I heard his crossbow go. Just like how when, big is uh, the piece of property that you're hunting? I'm not sure, like 35 acres, maybe something like that. And you hunt three guys on it, five, six, I think. Six dudes on 35 acres. Wow, that's I could be wrong. About we used the to hunt, we used to hunt three guys on seven acres of woods at my uncle's house. Yeah, yeah that's me, that's me, pretty that's pretty tight. We sit on top of each other. <laughs> I mean, you're close, you're close. Literally. If you got six dudes at 30 in 35 acres, you got. You got stands and all over that motherfucker. Hang on, I'm, I sent and, a text. And out, everybody so we'll uses see. crossbow. Like that's like a yeah. rule. That it's y'all not a have. rule. It, it's a rule. It's I misunderstood. Um, I thought it was a rule. Um, I ended up saying that it was a rule on the podcast, and then got called out when I ended up being back with them. Um, Do they listen? Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay. At, least, at least two or three of them do. So. Hi, Denny. Hi, Greg. Yeah. So congratulations, Greg. Your buck. That was a nice buck. Yeah. Yeet yeet yeet. Um, Greg for sure listens. And uh, we feel sorry for you that you have to hunt with Jimmy. They love hunting with me. Uh-huh. It's great to be around. <laughs> yeah, they probably give you as much shit as we do. They probably do. Nobody They're... gives me as much shit as you guys. I'm not used to that. <laughs> we win. Yes. <laughs> yes. Winner, That's why winner. I don't know how to handle it when winner, you guys winner. get going. It's it's, it's it's something unusual to me. But but I'm the younger. I'm the youngest. We, so it's, it's a thing. It, it's kind of what we do. It's a thing. We kind of give shit to everybody. I don't know. Do we? I, I think no, we do. Not everybody. Just Jimmy. Most people. Jimmy and Guido. Guido. I mean, well, we, we give shit to everybody. Well, you're, we give, you're, you're kind of our Guido. 
I don't want to be your <laughs> <guys. laughs> Please. Uh, we no. we kind of do though. Like we should probably tone that back a little bit. Maybe. Not tonight. <laughs> Not tonight. Um like we give we used to give a shit to Brian. We don't give him shit as much yeah. anymore. Brian Brian hopefully we can get Brian on the podcast next so, uh, next week. Yeah, when so we're up there. Was he hunting with you guys? Yeah, he, he, he hunts at the at the camp up there, but I've been wanting to get Brian on for a while, so I'm hoping that one night we can uh, one night or what maybe midday or something we can uh so he, when we do a podcast we can do it with Brian. I know he fishes and he does waterfowl. What he, else? he literally does He it does all. everything, okay. man. Okay. Everything. He's turned yeah. out he's turned into a, like a full outdoorsman. He's a, he's into everything. Yeah. He does it all. He's done off he's hikes Isle Royale and He was pretty new to fishing waterfowl. when I got new to fishing too, wasn't he? The only thing, the only thing new, he doesn't like do getting he, back into it, but yeah, now okay. I mean now he fishes a lot. Well, I mean the style of fishing like for Winya, that's probably the only time he fishes that style. Otherwise, it's a lot of walleye jigging, um, musky fishing. Um, he doesn't bow hunt though. That's like you know. the only thing he doesn't do. He has a but bow. He does. He, he does has a bow though. Rifle hunting. He has a bow. Does he? Yeah. yeah. The one year we went up to the UP, he uh, he bow hunted. This fucking guy. What is what is that? What are you spraying on yourself over this? This is extra strength, itch relief. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I could go so many ways right now. So we were we were going to talk about why we called the Jabberwock the Jabberwock. So we'll you, get. You, we'll, you told me you, you keep saying we'll get to it, but why are we waiting? I just want to make this comment to oh. to to the national audience, to the, to the, to the to, national to, to the listener. To the, to from, the national listener. From Sweden. Um, <laughs> from Poland. So, you know, I gave Jimmy a lot of a lot of points and a lot of credit for helping me with my deer. And then he sends us this text about getting poison ivy all over himself and his 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 Johnson, if you will. Um, and I'm just going to say, like, I didn't make any comments. And I'm not <laughs> going to make any comments here right now on live air and uh i and you, you just cash in all your points i don't well, it, i don't want to cash those in it's too bad no so that it's, is so it's that like was the federal you're government spending like my I'm, money I, exactly i'm just like the federal government call me sleepy joe i just took your money <laughs> sleepy joe i just took uh, all your monies i'm gonna pay back your student loans but i'm not yeah but not really but kind of sort of but kind of but you should vote for me as and i'll pay your student loans you but vote I won't. for me i'll pay back your student loans but i really won't so yeah so I, I will give I will give Jimmy props for for going out and helping you on a moment's notice to help him with his deer because yeah. that was I was that's I, why I'm not I'm, I'm not busting his his itchy balls right now. About. I was fucking three states away, and yeah. he calls me and tells you know like he sends me a picture of a bloody arrow and uh, some blood on some leaves and i'm like what the fuck man and i so i call him immediately he's like out of breath in the woods and like i just shot that i just shot this buck and i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do and, uh, and i'm like all right go back to the house like hang out and i'm like fuck man like i'm not there and like i'm always there i'm always there i've always been there to help him drag out his deer and stuff like that and i'm like i i was like I don't know. Give Jimmy a call. Maybe, maybe he'll help you out. I don't know. And then he called you, and you were there. And that so that's squared away, dude. That's like a real outdoorsman thing to do, and like, uh, like a real like friend thing to do is to like help somebody at a moment's which, notice. Which is why you're getting no comments. Like my uh, as I as I like I was, so, so, as I like and, and underhandedly you did, make comments. You did you did get some points for me. 
You, you got some points because you lost a shit ton of points earlier about three weeks ago. You lost a shit ton of points. And I was like, you have oh, zero points. You're negative points That's right so now. That's so crazy. And, and I didn't even know. Yeah. And well, you know, and so like wait when you went out when so when you went out and you helped him out and you were high as fuck and you it was and so you, bad. But but either way you helped him out like that squared away, dude. And, and I and uh, I told him I was talking to him, I was like when when we were getting it, I was like, All right, I'm gonna do this and I was like, and this is the part where you don't wanna fuck up because if you're with assholes, they'll give you shit. And it was when I was cutting between the legs and I didn't want to nick the hams. And even while high I did not nick the hams at all. I was so proud of myself. I always nick the hams. <laughs> but then <laughs> but then but then sober but, while helping Greg, I nicked the hams. So I don't know if like Well it's because you're so freaked out about the coyotes. Like you were so Dude, it you was were so bad. Focused. They were They're so bad close. back there. They dude. were like so close. Every deer we've ever shot back they were, there. They, Ryan, they, they, they surround us. They surround us. They were sixty yards. They were not They were. I could dude, hear them in the leaves, man. Dude, I've done I've done it too though. Like we've been we've we've I'm telling you we've been gutting deer out there or tracking deer and doing different things back there at night and like you'll hear them and you, you swear to god they're on top of you man like i'm shining my headlamp and shit yeah. like looking for these coyotes because i know that they're they're like literally they've got to be that that had to be 30 yards away yeah and they're not there so you i know, mean I don't the know chances of us getting like attacked by a coyote it's pretty pretty slim <laughs> it's pretty fucking but slim they were definitely i, I kind of i kind of invite it i've like, hunted, I'm, I'm hunted like, back there right now come on in that i know the the coyotes were pretty far away. They sound close. The the, the sound travels in those woods, man. I trust me. Yeah, Dude, my my, like dad, my, my, dad, leaves, my dad gets freaked out by them too. Every night. I hear those coyotes coming out of the woods. Oh, Every dude. night. I dude, know it was still at. so funny when you said you hoped one got hit by a train where there's no trains around that episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was funny, so right? funny. Was it, was it a coyote? I or thought, was it I like, think, I thought it what was. What were we talking about? We were talking about something like, I, I hope it gets hit by a train. <laughs> like, there's, no fucking, there's no fucking train like, anywhere near your tree stand. <laughs> I said that? I don't, I don't remember who yeah, said that. Was, what the hell did was, I say? I do remember that it conversation. Was talk, it was there was a, like a big coyote that was on trail cams, and you guys say, "Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while." And you're like, "Good, I hope he got hit by a train." <laughs> <laughs> I I don't remember saying it, but I don't doubt it. So it depends on how many Coors lattes I had. Down. So the area, the area that we hunt up in Onaway, like there's a pack of coyotes that have lived back there oh, the whole man. time we've hunted back there. And so, like, at a certain time of night, like, if you're sitting in the tree stand just past dark, like, you're going to hear them. You'll hear oh, them yeah, start dude. to yip and stuff like that. It's super creepy coming out of the woods because they're they're right on top of you. And then, like, we go back to camp, and we'll be back at camp cooking food and shit, get a fire going and that kind of thing. And, like, I always call at them. I'll, oh, I'll, he'll, he'll fucking talk to them. I always, they'll respond. I, yeah, I'll talk to them. And these re, they respond. Like, they'll they'll be out there yipping and shit, and, and it'll be quiet as hell. And, like, you'll hear them yipping, and I'll, I'll start, you know, you know, just kind of, like, screaming at these stupid coyotes. And they'll, they'll, they'll be calling back, and it, it's funny, dude. I do it every uh, – yeah. I do it just about every night that we're up there because they're always there. You guys got to get a video of that. Dude, so I had a uh, I had a really weird encounter up there. Um, what was that last? Not last year. It was maybe the year before. You want to tell that story? You want to get in the Jabberwock? No, it was it kind of all aligns. It aligns with it's the Jabberwock. Friday night. Just just do both, yeah. man. Long anyway, yeah, I just three hours. So, he's been bugging me because he wants to so, break into the Jabberwock. So 
I was sitting in the tree stand. Ooh, so. and it's right at it's right at dark, and I catch some movement out of, out of the corner of my eye, and I, I you know I hone in on it, and I can tell it's a bobcat. Oh shit! This is like the second or third pop bobcat that I saw that weekend, and like there, it, it was a big bobcat, man. It's moving. It's coming right at me, like just moving right at me, and it's like creeping, like on its leg, or you know, like real crouched down. It's like, well, almost like it's stalking me, and I'm like motherfucker I'm like, like what the fuck man so i like i stand up and i grab my bow because i'm like if you think that you're gonna climb up this tree i'm going to shoot the shit out of you <laughs> you know so i kind of grab my bow and i'm 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 turned towards it and it, it spots me and it stops and it's right next to a pine tree and then all of a sudden like hell erupts from this pine tree something was in this pine tree or next to it and attack this bobcat as it was like coming in on me. It was the bobcat's maybe thirty yards. And it's walking in and it stops next to the and it's it's honed in on me. It's watching me. And I, I grab my bow and I'm sitting there watching it. And then all of a sudden, boom, like something like goes ape shit out of the out of the side of this tree and then like this bobcat. Cougar. I, I don't know what it was, man, but like <laughs> like like it, they bust off into the swamp. And like I can hear this bobcat going ape shit, like it was like getting, like it was getting bald, like it was just going, it was just screeching and like the nastiest sounds that you've ever heard in the woods. And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on right now? Like, oh my god, man! Like it just, it happened so fast too. It was just like this thing's creeping in, stops at the pine tree, pine tree explodes, <laughs> this thing hauls ass, and something else is on its ass. And then it, and then all hell breaks loose in the woods, and I can't see what's going on. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck just happened, man? So I wait like maybe five more minutes. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> this is, That's this is jacked up. Fuck, I remember man. I came back and I told him, I'm like, I'm like the whole time. I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm walking. I'm walking fast, like down the trail, yeah. getting the hell out of here. And I'm looking behind me, like, what the fuck is going on, man? There's something in here. So there's some real weird shit that happens up at our camp, man. So see what, there, I, see what I added to the. Thing for Jason. <laughs> so the, so going into the Jabberwock, right? So this cabin that we stay at, the block cabin, right? That we've already talked about. It's literally twelve foot by twenty foot. It, it is a block cabin. It's painted white on the ins- white on the inside and outside. Yeah, whitish. It's it's a it's a shade of white it's creme brulee. It's a shade of white, you know. You know depending, it's, it on was white at one point. Now it's more just death. It's more, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But either way, so there's something about this place, something very strange about this place, and I don't know what it is, but like at like if you when you're sitting in this place, so like we would go out hunting in the morning, go out hunting, fine. You know, no big deal. You come back in the midday, like you're just hanging out inside this cold, damp, you know, there's no ventilation. It's just cold and damp. And it's just this like really dreary place. And I don't know what it is, man, but there's something about this building that like you just feel really bad. Like you don't want to be in it. Like it's just really terrible. Like it's just, it's it's just, it's a, I don't know what it's, it is. Like I can't pinpoint it. Like I, I, so we named it the Jabberwock because of that, and like the spirits that overtake that place that just turn it, you into like this ultra like depressed. depressed state. Yeah, it's weird. It, it, it's super weird, man. Like sitting in this building, like you will get depressed just sitting in there. 
is super strange. And like we call the Jabberwock. I don't know why we came with the Jabberwock because no. the Jabberwock is actually like a dragon or something. When it, I looked it was it up. one night of us not we're, wanting to be in there, sitting around the fire outside of it till midnight, one o'clock in the morning, getting drunk. And somehow we came up with the name of the Jabberwock. Yeah, we're like, I was thinking about like some spirit or something like that. I was like, yeah. the Jabberwocky. And, but but yeah. actually, when you Google Jabberwocky, it's like some kind of dragon or something. But either it's way, like a like, mystical dragon. Yeah, it's just, it, it, that's just from like Alice in Wonderland. It's some weird like shit. But what kind of lights do you have in there? A treble light, like a sh- like a literally a light that like hangs yeah, on like a cord. A, yeah. Well, we've got a couple lights that like like I said, we have the power cord that comes in the window and it's hooked up to a six way, and then we just have like the like a shop There's a couple light like shop lights that just like, like that. we mounted like we screwed it to the ceiling and then it runs down and we plug it in and like that's that's it's, our light. It's so, really the whole reason that we're taking our camper up there is that we just don't want to sit in that fucking building. So not not to kind of <laughs> so there's there's actually. Lighting can affect your your mood pretty quickly. Well, there's not much lighting. So there's a serious lack of uh, illumination. Before we switched buildings, our, the old building that our work used to uh, be at, the lighting was poor, and we would all, especially like after like a certain amount of period of time in the day, like usually like after like five or six hours, we'd all have like feel the same type of way, like kind of like well, obsessed. Well, depressed like thinking about gloomy shit like for whatever reason like and and this is kind of strange uh but for whatever reason around seven o'clock i would always start thinking about like uncle larry and our cousin sarah and like everybody that died and how like uh, and i'm like what the hell is going on with this And i'm talking to my buddy he's like it's the lighting and i looked at him like he was weird he's like no look it up there's there's studies that lighting affects people's moods especially so that's probably what it is or spirits <laughs> or fucking spirits we should take a, we should take a ouija board in there no that shit will just start no, we bouncing uh, it'll just start doing weird circles i would be more afraid of the wendigo that he just seen snatch up a friggin bobcat yeah wendigo what's a wendigo you don't know what a wendigo is or a skinwalker Oh, it's Skinwalker! Yeah, it might have been a fucking Skinwalker. It was the it was the it was the Bear Walk, Jason. It, it was it might have been the Bear Walk or Skinwalker, but so I'm relatively certain. I have no idea what the fuck so it that's, was. That so that's one that bobcat. That's one level of the Jabberwock. That it's the spirits, right? That that just gets you down. But let's go over the heat source. So the first year we got there, there oh was a gosh. like a little potbelly wood burning stove, right? And not much. We fired it up that like after we got it cleaned out and it vented and we're like, oh, this is cool. It actually put off a lot of heat. And then the, I think it was the first year we were in there and like they had an old tractor seat sitting in the bottom of the stove because the bottom of the stove where the wood would sit was, was rotted away. So they had wedged an old tractor seat in there. We didn't realize <laughs> this at the time, but the wood was sitting on this tractor seat. That way the ashes wouldn't, like, fall through. But, like, that tractor seat was rotted to hell. So, like, you'd get a fire going, and then as soon as the wood would burn to get half-ass small into, like, coals, the coals would just fall down to the bottom, and, like, you'd get no heat. Well, then we found out that, well, part of the problem is every time you put wood in, you'd open the door, and the whole fucking place would smell or fill up with smoke. Yeah. The whole thing. So we're like, oh, my God, this thing doesn't draft for the shit. Well, then we ended up finding out that the the pipe that go that went into the chimney, there was like no bottom side of it. 
Oh, it was, yeah, it was completely open, dude. Yeah, like, like it was just when, when open. we when we took that like, shit apart, like we were like, oh my god, man, like it was missing the bottom part of it. So yeah. like all the all that smoke coming out of it and stuff like that, all the exhaust coming out of the fire was coming right into the cabin. Yeah, we had no idea. That's why I said like, like I don't see know it. how you guys we're are so alive. Lucky. I don't know how we're alive. Oh my god, dude, it was terrible. Yeah, it yeah. was a, when he says tractor seat, it was literally like a old ass metal tractor seat from like a a, yeah. a nineteen twenty five Farmall tractor or something like it, it was so, just this bullshit metal seat that they put inside of it that the wood could sit on yeah. top of. So we realize all this, and I think it's like maybe the second day in the camp one year. And we, what the hell did you just do? Oh, did you adjust your camera? You literally yeah. just dropped like out of my screen. Um, yeah, so we went into, I think it was tractor supply, and we bought a new pipe to change that out. And then we were trying to figure out like what we could put. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. Um, we were going to put something in the stove in the bottom to like collect all the coals so like we could keep a fire going. Well, somehow we conjured up this idea. <laughs> we busted had, a part of chair. We had a metal folding chair like that one right there, and we busted the legs off and we used the, the square part you sit on and we like pounded the fuck out of it, bent it into a shape that would fit inside the stove and like put that on the bottom. And that's real, what we real MacGyver shit. Oh my god. <laughs> So we're thinking like, oh, this will hold all the wood, right? Yeah, it didn't work very well. And that with that stove, you get a good fire going, and it would be ninety-five degrees in there, and and then all of a sudden it's thirty. And I remember one night we got we came in from the fire, and like it was like the third night, and I'm like I was so sick of like waking up, and my teeth are chattering. Like I got the sleeping bag over my head freezing my ass off and it's like two in the morning and i'm like you know what i'm gonna pack this fucker full and i packed it right up to the top full of wood and i'm like ah that'll last right woke up like an hour later sweating and i couldn't fucking (laughs) breathe and i I woke up and i'm like 95 degrees i'm like still half crocked and i like go outside and i just open the door to the building and i'm just standing there and my dad gets up and he's like what the fuck (laughs) he's like leave that door open why is it so hot in here (laughs) it was so hot like oh my god i was dying yeah i mean and then like afterwards like me and my dad like we're just laughing our ass off about like how terrible this fucking stove is like it was great it heated us out of there but oh man it was miserable and that's how it was yeah and even i think it was the next year we put in a new wood stove which had a blower on it which was completely unnecessary but it just had a blower built into it um and it's the same thing like you get it going and it's fucking 90 degrees in there. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's 40 degrees in there. So, and this year we decided to, we're putting in a pellet stove. <laughs> yeah, we have a pellet stove that we bought like a couple of years ago just for that reason. Yeah. And then my dad used it for a while. He thought he wanted it. Now he doesn't want it. So we're going to yeah. take it up It's there like a and, small, like mini pellet stove. Yeah, it's a little small little So it can just be stove. like steady heat. It's yeah. even got a thermostat on it. We're not even going to stay in it. But this we're year. not even going to live in it this year. So, yeah. yeah, this year we're going to be living on propane heat. So, yeah. There's some, there's so many stories when it comes to that Jabberwock. Like, what do you guys have to do to uh, hook up the power and stuff to the trailers? To the trailers? So, yeah, we have that cord that runs. We leave that cord up 
that stretches from the guy's cabin, we leave it like in the woods the whole time. We just like to unplug it and hang it up like on a tree. And then we plug into his house. So we'll have like power at, at the, the, the Jabba walk. And then we just run our cords to plug in there for our campers. Yeah. So, I mean, our campers don't pull much electricity because it's all LED lights. I mean, you'll be using the propane for to run the refrigerator, propane for the furnace. Like, so you have the blower and the furnace and lights. Otherwise, like, you're not going to use much electricity. So, and we've never really had any issues. Like, we've ran, we ran, we've run a coffee pot off all that. We run the lights off that. We ran the blower on the stove off that. Like, it works. Yeah, we've we've done it in the camper in years past. We've taken up two to well, you took we took up mine once, yours once. Yeah. And never yeah, had any fine. issues, but we're going to run two campers off it. My dad's bringing up his camper as well, so hopefully we shouldn't have any issues with that. But we'll it, it should be better living conditions as far as like where we're yeah. sleeping and stuff like that. And you yeah. said Guido is going. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. He's still kicking. He's still alive. So the he's guid. still kicking. The guid. Jason, you still awake over there? Yes, sir. I want to hear some stories from your camp. We've been talking for way too long. Stories from our camp. I told you about um, the old pop-up we used to have. That thing was a bear. Uh, stories about hunting-wise, though, Jacob gives a stand. So it's 160 acres, um, half mile by half mile. And he's got a stand in the northwest corner. It's in the southeast corner of the section. So the northwest corner of the property is as far away as you can get from where our camper is. He's, he has a stand that he put up there. Um, he doesn't bow hunt it. It's pretty open hardwoods, and he doesn't bow hunt it because typically you see deer up there, but they're out of range. But he's hunted up there with his police officer schedule um, and school and stuff. He hasn't been able to hunt every opening day, but when he does hunt up there, I think he's shot four bucks out of that stand. Every opening day that he hunts up there, he shoots a buck by 10 o'clock. So, um, he's got a lot of, a lot of pressure to live up to. I mean, yeah. he's had it where he, he's gotten to the point where there's years when he's gone up there and carried some of his camo, you know, like maybe carry his bibs or whatever, and then put them on when he gets, when he gets there or whatever. And he'll get there, you know, as it's breaking daylight, climb up and say, Oh, I'll put these on later and shoot his deer before he gets all his camo on. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, there's uh it's, it's usually, you're pretty much sitting there waiting for Jacob to shoot. Um, now you've gotten a deer the last couple of years, right? Yeah, I actually I had shot a deer out in New York three years in a row. Um, I had I've shot three eight points in a row, and I didn't get one this year. But I've shot uh, I shot a buck in Michigan last year. Um, two years ago, I shot and uh, I hit that buck with my bow and went on the tracking story with the dog and all that and unfortunately didn't get that one but um yeah in the last i we have a little hunting log we started uh probably six or seven years ago this dude's got a fishing log he's got a hunting log we don't have shit um and it's been fun we it's one of those things where you wish you had started it way back when you first started going up there right but over the last like six or seven years we've uh we've been writing in it pretty consistently and when I was up there at the beginning of the year, messing around with some trail cams at the beginning of hunting season, messing around with trail cameras since like 2014, 
between my dad, my brother, and I, one of us has shot at a buck every single year. Most of those years, it's re, you know resulted in a harvest. There's a few years in there where maybe somebody shot at one and didn't find it or whatever. But yeah, I mean, of the three of us, we've had a pretty good track record. Um, that's why, like I said, I'm looking forward to it next week. I think, don't want to get cocky, but I think there's a good chance that between Jacob and I opening day and then when my dad gets up there over the course of a couple of days, I think we're going to have some deer down. But most importantly, what does our, our famous app say? <laughs> that is why I hunted at the beginning of the week. Because of that the app? app? The app forced me to hunt. The app said that, so it went from being really bad deer movement to Monday and Tuesday all day was going to be incredible. And I told Jacob about it and he was like, I'll see you there. So he took some time off. I took some time off. And well, it almost we worked got, out, you said. Yeah, I mean, okay, so was, in terms of deer movement, I saw a ton of deer yeah. over those two days. Um, it just happened to be does, and I was more interested in shooting a buck. And uh, and Jacob, he did see bucks, he saw multiple bucks and had some shooters. So it seems like, I mean, the app is kind of has been kind of on uh, this hunting season, which is surprising. I think that next week the prediction is supposed to be good. I think the movement. So I'm I'm looking at, at least in my area on the, you know, the predictor app as we will, it'll be remain unnamed. Does it start with an H or an O? Neither. Would you call me a hoe? (laughs) You a hoe. You a hoe. It's it's, it's Christmas time. So in our area, dear well, I'm not going to say. I just almost spilled the beans. I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, this, this app will... Um, Tuesday, it's saying okay um, all day long. Wednesday is saying good all day long. And I think that's when we're supposed to get a bunch of snow up there. Found it. They're talking like four inches of snow in our area. So that's it's good in the morning, right, as that snow is hitting. And then Thursday is poor. <laughs> and probably post frontal right after that storm comes in. So it's showing good. And then Monday, the day before is good. So in theory, if our, you know, famous app works, it should, uh, should, should see some deer. Yeah. That's similar, similar for our area. This weekend, it's supposed to be good. And I think it's because the temperature drops out of the sky. You know, oh, it man. was, it's going to be, it was 75 degrees oh. in Midland yesterday. Oh yeah. And then, so, so there we're we're calling for snow, but up there, yep, um, in like the Sheboygan area, it's oh god, I was looking at it earlier. The lows are in like the low twenties. I looked. Like, Jacob yeah. and I were J- Jake and I were sitting in the tree, texting each other back and forth. So we ended up getting up there. We got in the tree about ten o'clock Monday morning, and we sat until dark. Um, and we saw a deer every hour, so that was cool. But anyway, we were texting back and forth, and I looked at the temperature for the following week, and I looked at the nighttime lows, and then I looked at the feels like temperature, right, with the wind. Yeah. And it's it's improved. It's not good yet, but it's improved. It was – so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was like feels like 7, feels like 1, feels like 10, and I go – Oh my gosh, it's going to be, yeah. we're going to be going through propane like crazy, but so, it's, it's improved a little bit, but you're right. It's going to be in the low twenties and yeah. if there's the one some day wind, is a low it, it's going to be cold. Yeah. The one day is a low of 21 
and like 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. Like, yeah, I've got a tree stand up there, but I'm bringing my pop up blind and a buddy heater because, yeah, um, you know, call me a bitch. Like, I can handle the cold, bitch. like a lot of cold, bitch. <laughs> but, um, man, there's times where like that wind just cutting through you. Like, it's either I'm going in. Or I might as well pop up a blind and I'll be a little bitch yeah. and I'll sit out there. Were any of you guys hunting? Uh, was it last Saturday? I I was no. not. I wasn't. So the he, did, winds, did you know that he wasn't because he wasn't able to? I, I wasn't because he I was wasn't in doing another that. state. Well, you didn't Kentucky. miss anything there because the wind, <laughs> the gusts of wind, were up to fifty miles per hour. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's why we didn't hunt over the weekend up yeah. there is because of the wind. Yeah. So we. We hunted that morning. Is that like hunting in a tree stand in that? Because you just hold on, like, let's go. Woo. <laughs> Woo. That's why like you a, wear a harness, like a, bro. It's like a fucking Jesus. roller coaster. Dude, yeah, like the, the highs are in the high 30s. Yeah, and the lows are, like, Friday, the day we're leaving, is a low of 21. Oh, it's going to be good, man. It's yeah. going to be so good. good. All right, Jason, so what's on the food list at the Gosto Camp? So I will be making uh, just a batch of like a box mix of jambalaya. Jambalaya. Jacob is making a pot of goulash. And my dad, there's a place in Royal Oak called Barb's uh, Pizza and Pasties or something. And they have really good pasties. And usually dad grabs a handful of those. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good dinner right there. Yep. And then, like I said, I'm gonna make um, make some jerky this weekend. Have some meat and cheese and crackers. We do a lot of snacking. Yeah, that's how we are. Like I, we we snack like all day long. It seems like it's or... yeah. It's like snack all day, <laughs> and then we have a little um, we have a little oven and stove in the camper. The oven is uh, unreliable. The thing goes out all the time. And it's not like you want to try – you don't want to try and whip up a meal. Right. You want to like – we make stuff and throw it in the crock pot or like the jambalaya. I'll make it and then we'll just mm. heat it up. Um, heat up some in a pot or heat it up in the microwave. But yeah. we try to go up there with uh, – we try to go up there with reasonable – you know, relatively good meals that don't take a bunch of effort up yeah. there so, because it's inconvenient. So we used to make like some – like I don't want to say extravagant, but like we like make some pretty good meals, and we've learned like yeah. you get back from hunting all day, like you don't. Well, I see nobody wants to cook, you yeah. know. So like slow cooker meals are money, you know. Yep. Something you can grill up real quick, like you know, like especially like the Winya trip. Man, have we tailored the the meals around that trip? Like, I mean, you were up yeah. there that one year. It's like midnight. We're cooking burgers. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm drunk, tired as fuck, and like trying to cook these burgers and they're frozen. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, charcoal won't stay lit. And I'm like, yeah. I hate this right now. I'd rather just go to bed and not eat. <laughs> Did you get yeah. into it with Jason one night? I yeah. got into everybody because, because like of, because of, I was because so, of the burgers one night. It wasn't so, just Jason. Like what, I was just so pissed. I was, was so <laughs> mad at that point in time because like everybody was inside having a good time. Oh my and God. like I had dad bitching at me because like what was taking so long to cook these. Frozen ass burgers with charcoal that this. was that was completely out, and like <laughs> I just wanted to be out of that situation so badly, and I couldn't even go to bed because we had like a party going in our cabin. There was like nine people in there, and I'm like, I just want to fucking leave right now, dude. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I remember that too. So, Jason, I apologize if I got into your into your ass. Yeah. I got in, what I ended I, up? What I ended up 
ended up happening ass, was, I think. What ended up happening is, like you said, it was one of those times where the blood pressure was going up. Yep. And like you said, you're struggling with the grill, and you told me to go inside and get the cheese or something. I forget. Yeah. And I went inside, and I started ripping into you, but inside to Jimmy. And when I come back outside, you were not happy with me. I remember <laughs> well, me and yeah, Jason probably shared like hammered, hammered drunk too. Me and Jason shared our first moment at, at, yeah. with that, and it was hilarious because he looks at me, he's like, "I don't know what I did." I was like, "Oh no, you're good." <laughs> it, this this type of things happen. You just got to be careful when to make jokes. And my my like, fuse is a little bit longer than Bob's, but not by much. <laughs> not by much. That's the only thing longer. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's also true. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> it may it may be short, but it sure is skinny. Yeah, oh, I sh- I changed his diapers. So. But yeah, so there's I nothing. There's I was nothing. talking to Jason because he's like, huh? <laughs> you changed Jason's diapers. What? <laughs> it was only a couple weeks ago. You know, whatever. Jesus Christ! I still wear diapers. They're called depends. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, what do old ladies smell like? Depends. Depends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We have derailed. Anyways, so, yeah, so we've tailored the meals to slow cookers, easy shit. Like, there's times where we'll just, like, we'll cook some brats and eat some chips. Like, it is not the healthiest of meals. They taste good, but, yeah. like, what was that? easy, it'll, it'll make not a much turn. cleanup. <laughs> it'll make a turn. There was a recipe you guys were talking about on one of our earlier episodes. It was a Winya thing that you guys threw together one time. And it no, involved, it was a deer camp. Was you it? talking about the venison one? I think it involved bacon. Yeah. yeah. What, what is that? Everything. R- rust, we rust we just that. take, um, I mean, it's super complicated. <laughs> you we, bacon um, and eggs. We take. Um, <laughs> you get real drunk first. You get real, real <laughs> hammered drunk. That. And you take, uh, you take venison steaks, and we just cubed them up, um, like one-inch cubes. And we just had like a skillet. We th- and we so we threw them in there, and then we poured like a whole bottle of Italian dressing in there to kind of marinate it, and then we threw like a pound of bacon in there. We cut up an onion and put it in there, and then we just cooked the fuck out of it and like till it like kind of like cooked down into like almost a paste. And uh, dude, that's turned into a staple. I think we put some red hot in there too. Yeah, we oh man, we put, we threw the kitchen sink in this shit. Oh, dude, like, dude. and like there were there was all kinds of spices and but it was so, it was like everything we had left over in camp. It was yeah. like it was leftover stuff. It but was, part of like I, I mean, part of it was probably because we were so drunk and hungry from like hunting all day and like it was yeah. good. But like it's turned into a staple. Like my wife and kids love it. Like my kid, we my wife it, and kids love we'll, it too. We'll probably cook it next weekend. Yeah. We should. So, you yeah. guys should do like a little video on that because that because that was like one of the podcast things that like I still like think about pretty it's, often. I want to try that. Like I said, it, there's not much to it, but like I, I'm not a huge fan of venison steaks because a lot of times they're tough. Like even if you cook them rare, like heathens eat them. Um, it still can be tough. Yeah. Like especially if it's a buck, like buck tends they tend to be a little tougher. But when you cube it up like that, and sometimes like. Like especially at Winya, like we'll cube it up ahead of time, throw it in the Italian dressing, and let it marinate for hours, and then throw it in the skillet, and like it's soaked in that oil and that Italian dressing, and like oh man, that shit good. Yeah, we we've adjusted it here and there, like half yeah. a pound of bacon because the bacon can put a lot of grease into a skillet. Jason, you probably had that right so when you came up. Yeah, we've we've adjusted um, it over time. I feel like I that. Okay, the the meals that I can remember are the. Pike at Winya, 
the burgers that I got reprimanded at. <laughs> the frozen burgers. Um, um, but other than that, the only other thing I can remember is. Well, that's Sturgeon right, because you were. That's as you were Brian passed out on the cooking, table. <laughs> Brian was cooking breakfast for sturgeon spearing, and he said, "You can have your eggs any way you want them." And I asked for them scrambled, and he got mad at me because he wanted to make over easy eggs. And I was like, "Well, that's a joke. Just, like eggs to order, and you get eggs however yeah. the fuck you cook them." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Well, I'll just like I can cook my own eggs if you don't want to make them scrambled." He's like, "No, I'm cooking the eggs." <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, meals. They up, were good, dude. Meals. Up, meals at that camp are a whole different story. Yeah, that, that's a whole other animal, wait, man. We're not. Got, we're not picky, man. Brown, hot, and lots of it. Like we don't give a shit. <laughs> but like at that camp, like it's to order, man. Well, like so, I want to. I want to. So their tradition wait, is the I wanna, night. I want a farmer's omelet the night before <laughs> you know, opening like, day. They cook in like a full Thanksgiving dinner the night yeah. before the opening day. They do like big Those like, guys Italian dinners and all kinds of shit. Those guys, when they go back for so the opening day in New York is, I think they said it's it always falls on the Saturday before Thanksgiving or something out there. Anyway, they have freaking prime rib dinner yeah. that they make. We don't have the amenities to cook that shit at our camp. So like ours will consist of we'll probably do burgers one night. We'll do the venison steaks. We'll probably do venison chili since we actually have mm. some venison to cook now. We'll do venison chili seems to be a staple for us because it's slow cooker meal. Yeah, it's just it's easy. easy. Sometimes we'll do a roast. Um, we got to figure out before I leave tonight, like what we're cooking. Yeah, we still haven't gone through. <laughs> well, yeah, we usually would do like a venison roast. Like slow cooker meals are where it's at, honestly, because it's just again nobody wants to cook it when you come in at six yeah. seven o'clock at night. Like you want to come in and just eat. So if you can do a slow cooker meal, like that's that's the way to go. And especially like fish camp is hard. Because it gets dark at nine, and I so fit, late. I, I yeah. fish till dark, because that's prime time. You know that last bite, uh, last light bite. Like so, like me, I don't give a shit. Like someone else can cook. Like <laughs> that's the one trip. Like I'll cook, and then we've actually done this. Like before we go out at like five o'clock, like we'll cook and throw it in, like in the microwave. And, like here, when you get back, just warm it up. The last the last couple Handle of years yourself. at fish camp, we've done like pizza one night too. Like we'll yeah. get we'll get pizza. You'll get it. We'll get it like two o'clock, yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, you know, I, I always yeah. fish with my kids up there. So I like here, eat, <laughs> you know, yeah. eat now. And then we go out and then they can like warm up some pizza when they get back. Right. Thing. But yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, like I said, our meals are, are pretty, pretty easy. It'll be a lot of venison for sure. I got lots of it. Yeah. I got to use this shit up because I'm going to shoot another one. Yeah, but the normal, like the brats. And, oh, yeah, brats are always a staple, too. Brats are always a thing. They're, they're easy to cook. Nothing better than a brat, man. I got some venison brats, too. I had them make up venison brats. I'll try them. Yeah. So um, so let's go around the horn. What's what's your favorite part of deer camp? Whoever wants to start. Oof. Deer camp. And it could be just anything. Any, any part of the deer camp or deer camp tradition whoever, I, whoever wants to go first I, I like getting i like that first day that we get up there like just you know that that the trip up there is always fun and then like getting there getting situated and you know cracking that first beer and then just kind of hanging around camp and just being there we're just yep. all right we're here you're excited that you're here and then usually like if you have a day or two before you you know before the opener 
that, you know, you're going to be prepping and stuff like that. So those days are a little bit long and a little bit, you know, like, all right, there's some anticipation, but that opening morning, that's probably one of my favorites is getting up like the night prior. We always prep, you know, like you'll prep your gun. Like I'll go, I'll, I'll pull my gun out. I'll, you know, oil it, check it out, make sure everything's good to go with it. Load my magazines, make sure everything's ready to go. You know, and like situate all my gear, situate like I'll, I will strategically place all my clothing and stuff like that, so that when I wake up bright and early that morning, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to get it on. And then you know, obviously, you're getting out of the truck and walking out to your stand. That opening morning is there's nothing like it, man. And then once you're up there and locked in and you're ready to go and you're in your stand or in your blind or whatever, like it's. That to yeah. me, that's money, and then you'll sit there for about three, four hours, and you're like, "I'm bored out my fucking mind," yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it all kind of it all kind of blends into to the rest of the trip. But for me, it's that initial when you get there. I'm excited when I first get there. I'm I'm here. Yeah, all right, I, I the, remember the trip is over with, and then after that, it's like the prep and the anticipation up to it. I used, I remember as a kid when I first started going up with Dad to the UP back when we had like a legit camp and we had. That we probably had, then this isn't my favorite part. This is just a story, but we'd have like 12 guys staying at this cabin. And like the night before opening day, like everybody is getting their shit ready. And like me as a young kid, like I'm just watching like what everybody else is doing. They're like, like you said, they're getting their guns ready. Some guys are cleaning their guns, they're getting their clothes ready. And you know, like the prep and the anticipation of some guys the are next sighting day. their gun in. Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah, they're just board, they're, they're just board sighting them at Dick's Boarding Goods, right? <laughs> um, but sound, that was like the always. Store. Some people find it necessary to cut wood the day before <laughs> yeah. opening day. But that was always day. just as a kid. Like that was always something I thought was like it was just so cool. Like the anticipation of like that next morning. Like I could never. It was like Christmas morning. Yeah. Like the night before, like Christmas Eve, trying to fall asleep. Like yeah, I'd be up all night because like I'm just. The anticipation of of opening day. I still you know? do it, man. Like I lay out my long johns, I lay out my yeah. socks, and I lay out like all the hunting shit. All, all yeah. What I'm going to wear on that day, you know, like all my hunting gear is ready to go. So yeah. that when I wake up in the morning, like I'm putting it on, get ready to yeah. go. Like we we square away the coffee pot. In in recent years, I, I well not we didn't do it last year, but uh, like watching. Escanaba in the moonlight right before that's that's a big one too like we did that what yeah. we did that a couple of years in a row but it, it's like i i like this you know yeah. sitting here watching Escanaba in the moonlight drinking a beer you know ap- i've already prepped it's all just, my shit it's, it, it's just kind of it's just kind of like uh i don't know it's a weird thing but. i'm i'm a very traditional type guy like once i start doing something like i've got to do the same thing over and over and so i started years ago where I watch every year before I go up north, I watch Escanaba in the Moonlight every year. It's not necessarily the night before. The last couple of years we've done it because we had the camper and we had a TV. But, like, I watch it at home, and, and my wife loves the movie too, so she'll watch it. But, like, we watch it before I go up north. And then before we go ice fishing, I watch Jason's favorite movie, Frozen Stupid. But I also watch Grumpy Old Men too. Like, so I've got a tradition. Like, I watch both those movies before we go up for ice fishing. I watch Escanaba in the Moonlight before we go up for deer season. So. You got to make sure you bring it this time. I'll bring it. Yeah, I've got it. I actually, I told Denise today, I said, I got to make sure I grab it 
so I can bring it up so Put we can that watch shit it in your bag tonight. Okay. Jimmy, you're new to deer camps. How long have you been coming up to deer camp? Uh, so this is my first year. This is um, your first year for opening day? I've always, yes. Um, I've always, oh, shit. I've always hunted in small groups. This is my first time hunting with a group of people, so I'm really excited about it. Now, the whole group did get together uh, a couple weeks ago, so I kind of got a taste of what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um, and my favorite part of that was when uh, uh, at night I heard the, another crossbow go off, and it was ended up being just this monster 10-point. Uh, and the celebration that night was really fun. Yeah. Um, just, you know, hanging out with, with, with the guys and everything. Yeah. That, that's that's a good time. One of my traditions <clears throat> is when I'm on my way, um, when I'm on my way to wherever I'm going hunting, every time I'm going hunting on my way there, I listen to Fred Bear. Oh, man. And Classic. Boy, and not Got only you. that, there's more to it, though. I fucking sing. I sing Fred Bear and I like Let's give it. it. I give it all my God. No, I'm not going to hear do that. it. Come nope. on. Nope. I'm not on my way to. I'm not on my way to go hunting. Bitch. But uh, but yeah, no, I give it everything I, I got when I'm singing. Again. So, but uh, yeah, so right home where I belong. I do want to check out Escanaba uh, and the Moonlight Walk again. With me down the, the trails, trails again. again. This is take really, me this back. <laughs> this is back, back where I belong. <laughs> I I don't know that I could ever put a number on how many times I've listened to that song. I really did. Don't. We listen to it the night of the karaoke potato eating. Um, I'm pretty sure we did. Probably. Oh, I'm. I don't think we did. So I'm gonna go back and listen to that when I edit this podcast, and I'm gonna try to incorporate that into this show. So I'm, I don't we think we any, listened to any, it. We did. Well, I know we did Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes, we did. <laughs> so I, I'm also with Jimmy on this. Like the celebration of the hunt yep. is it, it, it beats all of it. I think, like you know, like going out opening day and stuff like that. The anticipation of it that's all really fun. Going out and hunting all day long, and then coming back and seeing whatever you know. In, in, in you know, we have our camp, which is about four guys, and then the the camp next to us, which is kind of the same camp. There's what probably another six dudes down there, yeah. and like going back, like we make it a point, we're gonna walk over there, and it's literally fifty yards down the road. We walk down there. And we talk to them, like, hey, what'd you guys see? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's cool. They have a tradition, like, when somebody shoots a deer down there, that they all take a shot of Jameson. Yep. You know, so, like, we'll go back. They we'll take go down a there. real snort. <laughs> we, we'll go down there, and we talk, you know, we'll ask, hey, what'd you see? What? That's the first thing everybody's asking you. What'd you see? What'd you see? What'd yeah. you see? So, we're, and we're asking yeah. them the same thing. And then if somebody did shoot something, we're taking a shot for that deer. And if, if there's more than one deer, you're taking more than one shot. Yeah. And it, that's kind of a cool tradition, too, that I really like. Yeah. Um, but, like, in years past where we've hung one, where, like, we actually put up a, a buck pole at our camp, you know, because we were shooting so many deer, we had nowhere to hang them all. So, yeah. <laughs> not really. But yeah. either way, we put up a buck pole. And, um, you know, in, I, th- I think it was that one year, you shot one opening day, and then you shot one the day after. Mm-hmm. And, like, both days, like... When we were we hung that deer up and like we had that deer hanging and we were like, 
hooping it up and yeah. putting back some yep. Coors lattes and, mm-hmm. and having a good time. Like that's always probably my favorite part is like the celebration of the hunt afterwards. Like you know, it's funny it's though, just like, a good time. As a kid, I remember as a kid, like if somebody else shot a deer, I'd be pissed off because like <laughs> you, you know would, you I would. wanted to be that guy i wanted i wanted to shoot one you know and you know as you grew up like now like i could give a shit if i shoot a deer like there's a lot of days i'm out there and i'm like you know i i, I just want to see deer because I, I wanted you know i don't really give a shit if i shoot one you know but you know then i i'm out there and i hear a gunshot and i know it's bob and i'm like fuck yeah you know like the first thing i think of whereas a kid i'm like motherfucker <laughs> yeah and now yeah, it's I like that yeah too. you know like it's just a whole different feel you know um and that obviously that comes with age but like yeah the celebration part of it's a big part so yeah jason what's your favorite part um i think it is driving to camp it's the anticipation and and, and all of the things that bob and jimmy listed too right but the anticipation of driving to camp you get to camp Everyone's excited. You're getting your gear set up. You're trying to go to sleep. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you wake up in the morning. You sneak out to your spot. Those, you know, the daylight is starting to break, and then typically you hear a couple of shots popping off in the distance. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. I do like 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 I always make it a point to to look at my watch at at whatever time I hear the first shot. Those because I, because I'm like when I go back I'm gonna say I heard that first shot at 7:15 this morning or whatever it might be. <laughs> That's you know? before legal shooting hours. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't say that. But, Call the rap hotline. But like, rap. But but yeah, like you're sitting in your stand, all of a sudden you hear that first shot. I mean, it's, it's dead quiet in the stand, and then you hear that way off in the distance, yeah. and you're like, look at your watch, like oh shit, 8:05. That's the first one. Then next thing you know, yeah. Fucking the shots on, the, and then it, it's it's Armageddon. The orange it, army, man. <laughs> the orange army is that war. There's a lot now. of orange coming over. Yeah, that and you're like, weekend. it's on, dude. Like every, yep. and, and you're thinking about. I'm thinking in my head every single time I hear that shot. Like that's some successful hunter. That's some smile on some motherfucker's face out there yep. who just had I a like, good uh, hunt, no matter what he shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like it's something I think about. I like when you hear you. So being down below the shotgun line. It was before the straight walls and all that. It was like, and obviously up in the rifle zone too. But anyway, you hear bang, bang, bang. And you're like, oh, he's getting away. <laughs> no, he's getting away. I, I still think that too. Yeah. yeah, you're like, pow, 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 pow. And you're like, what the fuck is that guy? <laughs> like, oh, man. man. Like, you, should, you should spend some more time sighting in your gun, dude. Right? <laughs> Damn. So, there, yeah, there's times where, like, like, that, like follow- that guy's having a rough morning. That, <laughs> that follow-up shot is so fast. It's like, dude, did you take the time to make, like, a good first yeah. shot? Like, you were so focused on the second shot. You know, like, you're just pop out. double tapped him. Yeah, you double tapped him. I just got yeah. a text uh, to clarify. It's not thirty acres. I was I was slightly off. It's actually a hundred acres. So that's so a little different. It's a little I mean, bit more than three times. It's, it's as pretty. Much, si- so. It's pretty similar. <laughs> you know, so yeah, just wanted you know. to uh, throw that out there. Same samesies. So, so you're not, hunt, you hunt six people on a hundred acres. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, you could do that. So I mean, I mean it depends on like the type of all, it depends on the type of woods though. Like 
I mean, yeah. if you're in some thick shit like five acres, there's a lot of land to cover. Well, if it's if it's hardwoods, a hundred acres of hardwoods, you could you could easily hold six yeah. people. Your your maximum line of sight is forty yards. Yeah, it's so, thick. Yeah. Th- that's and that's, thick and that's yeah. So it's it's that's the that's the swamp. And we're right that's next. I like to hunt. We're yeah, right next to get up uh, on that ridge. You can see it. We'll get that buck. Here we go again. We'll get that buck. <laughs> we'll get that buck. There is a swamp to the some left of our some teenage, of our teenage real secret. Really, really want to go out there and get a really thrill. Really want to go out there and get a thrill. In the Northwest Territories. <laughs> Tangle, Tangle with, with a grizzly bear, grizzly bear and a brown bear, brown and a bear. polar bear. <laughs> polar bear. Oh, man. Ted, Ted Nugent, you, that, Ted Nugent, you need to sponsor us, bro. Get that cleanse of the soul. Cleanse the soul. <laughs> you know what cleanses my soul? Chili. Chili. Oh, yeah. You know it'll cleanse you. Cleanses your colon. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I've got two favorites, and they'll make sense after I explain them. So probably my overall number one um, at the current camp that we have is that opening morning sit that crisp it seems like it's always chilly and in general like the i i really like morning hunts because like when you get out there it's pitch dark and that first morning sit opening morning and the sun's rising the woods is waking up you know like there's been there's been times where like i remember in the up where like it's it's so cold as the sun's coming up you literally can like watch the ice forming as because it's getting colder as the sun's coming up. Like, yeah. but that opening morning, that first sit, like, and then like hearing the gunshots, and then heading the camp and wondering if anybody else at camp got anything. You know, like, to me, that's in the current camp. Like, that's probably number one. Overall, going back through like all my deer camps, my favorite was. The camaraderie we had at like the old camp in the UP. Yeah. Probably what I miss the most is like the nights, like staying up late, playing cards, telling stories, shooting the shit, um, you know, hooping it up. Um, man, those are the times I miss the most. And like Bob and I have talked about it for years now. You know, we want to get like our own, like get our own camp started up. We've looked at property. Well, you know, we got pretty serious last year about it. Yeah, damn near. We probably should have done it now with the way rates are going. It's damn near damn like, real estate. We we almost like pulled trigger. Yeah, a like we were very serious, but like we want to, you know, buy either buy some property or buy a hunting camp and like turn it into our own and start like bringing some guys up, bringing some buddies up, and eventually getting our kids up there and like starting, kind of restarting a new camp like what we had in the UP. Um, but that's probably like. My favorite part would be the camaraderie you get with the guys playing cards, the the celebration when somebody does get one, stand around the the buck that's hanging on the buck pole, like. And we don't really have that at our new camp, like not as much because those guys go to bed by six thirty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> most, like, of, most of the people that we hunt with are like seven years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is fine. Like, but you know, like we're still younger, and like we want to stay up late. Like, especially if somebody shoots one, like let's let's do it. Let's do shots. Let's. Let's have a good time. Like, you know, that's – so that's where I want to I want to get to. I want to start up a camp and uh, start bringing some people up, some new blood. Maybe we'll get Jimmy up there, get you away from Greg and Denny. No, I'm kidding. Remember the, remember the year it was – it might have been last year or the year 
the year I shot that doe, it was a day after opening day. The last year it yeah. wasn't. We, we we hunted up. Uh, we hunted down yeah, here two years ago. We we left early and we hunted down here opening day. But so it was yeah, it was two years ago. Remember opening day? It was like it was like this giant fucking windstorm that came through and was knocking trees down all over the place. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that was brutal, man. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was like we were sitting. You're sitting in your blind, and it was like. I'm talking 20, 30 mile an hour winds and like, and storming and like just yeah. nasty. They're like the worst yeah. weather you could possibly. Well, we, could, we were in blinds that year. Yeah. For we whatever were, reason, like we just didn't hunt in tree stands. We just decided to hunt blind. Yeah. And I remember a big ass tree falling in between you and I. It and cracked. I remember, I remember I, texting him. I'm like, are you alive? Like it sounded like it literally landed right on you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the same for me. It was back behind me. Because Ryan, I, like I hunt north of Ryan, Ryan to the south. I'm facing away from him, and I hear this crack behind me, crack, and then crash, fall. I heard this yeah. tree fall, and I was like, <laughs> I texted you immediately. I'm like, it's get, it's getting rough out here, or something yeah. like that. He's like, you still alive? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Was, uh, you know, like, oh shit, man. And we sat there all day, and I remember, I I think I saw one deer that day. I had one like one doe like like blow through my area like but other than that i didn't see anything all day and i think i hunted all day yeah i think i think maybe we came back like around midday for like an hour but other than that like i I was i was in in the blind for like a solid like 10 hours that day and didn't see i saw one damn deer all fucking day it was terrible but I wound up shooting and I shot a doe, that, yeah. a big doe. That was that the last, last, that was the day we were leaving. Yeah, it was the day we were leaving. It was leaving. like the morning we were going to like leave and all of a sudden you shot like the last hour we were going to hunt and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> we, just because we got it, now we got to drag this thing out and I'm like, oh, I, I debated it too. We had the truck like packed up, ready to go and now we got to gut a deer. And yeah, we had, we had everything packed up, ready to go. We were like, all right, let's just do one last sit. We went out there and I was like, I'm really just coming out here to get my gear, just to get my blind, yeah. pack everything up and then move out. And I, and all of a sudden the doe came in, big ass doe. And I was like, ah, I'm not, you know what? Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not going to let her pass. Nope. Nope. nope laid the hammer, laid the hammer down on her. And I was like, uh, as soon as I did, I was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> we got, now we got another That's couple. Good, though. That's why you guys were there. Now so. we got another couple hours of work to do here. Yep. And where, so. where I hunt is like, a, like a solid mile off the yeah. beaten path. So we got to like, we had to, Got that deer out, drag it out, and like it was a hoot. All right, let's talk gear. So, um, I mean, we've beat gear to death, but we talked bow hunting. So let's talk guns. So, what y'all packing? What, what kind of heater do you packing? What kind of? What kind of? What you, you bring your crossbow, right? You're, yeah. you're not going to use a gun. You're oh going to use God. a crossbow. My crossbow is so good because your so. crossbow is. Please yeah. don't bring your. It's crossbow. so money you don't even know how At much. At least money it got it is. one deer, so I guess I can kind of justify well, it. Well, you know, so you're going to test it to see if it was a deer, half a deer. No. You're you're hunting in the shotgun zone, so you have to bring. You're probably going to hunt with your 450. I assume you should hunt with your. 450. He's got a four. He's got a 450 love. AR platform with a bump stock. No wonder that second shot so fast. He's double tapping them bitches. No, I'm I'm pretty. I do. Blacker, blacker. I, I freaking love my gun, man. 
So, so you're using your 450. Okay. Yep. So okay. Did have, you did you wind up shooting it? Uh, tomorrow. I'm taking it tomorrow. Okay. Um, so I have a BG Defense lower receiver. Um, I actually bought a whole BG Defense uh, AR-15, but I ended up buying a GLFA 450 upper receiver. Um, those are both Michigan companies, by the way, both BG and GLFA. Um, I ended up throwing that 450 upper on my BG lower, and that thing is money. It's got a two-stage trigger, so it's like, it's just... I heard your bow was money at one point, too. Yeah. Though, so I never I'm, said that. I'm, I never I'm, said I'm, that. I'm pretty my sure if we listen is, back, you my say, My bow oh, is so money. My bow is on. My, my bow is perfect. Okay, but... I landed three fatal shots in one sitting though on on deer one year so in one at one go so it, it that that gun is on like that that gun yeah, is because my, you have a bum sock you triple tap that, the fucking deer <laughs> that gun is my pride and joy and it, it's got a normal stock quit it <laughs> quit it just quit it quit it Jason you're just using stop you're it. you're using that Ithaca right no he's using a four fifty. <laughs> Funny story, funny story. Ten my gauge. dad shot a my dad shot a buck with that gun with a round ball slug, the old oh, pumpkin man. ball. Oh man. The it, round he ball. hit it in the spine and it required some follow up shot, but Oh my god. Yeah. Man, we used to use Brennikeys. Those things would blow yeah. your shoulder apart. Yeah. I don't even know if you can still buy Brennikey. I never see him at the store anymore. No. I saw them at there's a there's a gas station with a little gun shop at uh, if you're headed up fifty three a gas station that sells ammo yeah okay okay (laughs) it's called like Scott's Quick Stop or something it's at fifty three and forty six on on if you're coming out of uh, Metro Detroit on your way up Van Dyke yeah I think they had Brennickies in there but you're right it's a the old standby. Oh, no, man, I'm that, I remember shooting that thing, though. Like, that was year. a different wallop to your shoulder compared to any other slug. I, I killed a lot of deer with Brennikeys. Oh, man. A lot of deer. So so what are you using, Jason? Uh, 450 this year. Okay. Okay. Which one? The Ruger? It's a Mossberg Patriot. My brother has okay. the Ruger. Okay. All right. Is that what it's called? Mossberg, Mossberg Patriot? I think yeah, my dad's got that one. Bob, would you decide what you're bringing up? 270, man. 270? That .270, son. Okay, okay. 270 hey, do you guys have any... Do you guys have 270 any Winchester, 150-LR? Yeah, what's that? 22LR and the FMJs? 22LR. I like to shoot my deer with the FMJs. What's FMJ stand for? I want it... Do you remember what he said? It was like full metal. Uh, or no, it wasn't okay, full metal. He it was, said, uh, okay, the person that we are speaking of was providing some false information from behind the gun counter, and somebody asked what FMJ Did this guy work at for. Dick's? Yeah. We don't talk about that I heard the same exact thing at my location. Yeah. This is blowing so, my mind. So yeah, I don't remember what he said, but it was like. It I think, was something I, marine. He yeah. said something marine. Yeah. Dude, I heard the same. Full Marine. No, it wasn't full. even full. It was like... Uh... Friday Marine Jelly. <laughs> Friday Marine Jelly. I heard, I heard the same exact thing from somebody that I used to work with Friday. back in the day. Oh, my God. It, maybe it was fragmented or something. Fragmented Marine fragmented, Jelly. Yeah. Frag, fragmented Marine Jelly. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was not at it was all wrong. what it was. Um, yeah, 
Oh my god. Sorry. Um, so boys, I had a dilemma today. I've had a dilemma for the last couple of weeks. And so I'm gonna put it up to debate right here to the panel. So I've got a two seventy similar to Bob. We pretty much bought matching guns back in the day. Yeah. And then last year, you all know I bought a 450 Bushmaster because my gun didn't want to fire. So I've been going back and forth on what to take up north. So I can use the 270 up north, but I can also use the 450. I've shot, what, three or four deer with my 270. I haven't shot anything with this 450. So what do I do? What kind of ammo do you have for the 450? Deer season, the Winchester deer season. I mean, the, the farthest shot I can probably get is 100 yards, and I sighted it in with that, and it was, I mean, it was pretty, like, it patterned I, really well. 240 grain or 250 grain. I think you should take both. <laughs> I'm not. What Bob said. That's what I said. I'll shoot, I'll shoot so, one with the 270 on opening morning, and then at night I'll shoot one with the 450. Like, I'll just shoot them all. Right? So we, had, we actually had a really funny conversation about this. He was on his way home, or he was on his way out to my dad's, and he was trying to figure out which gun he's going to pick up. To bring to my house so I can pack it up in our in our shit because we're getting everything ready for deer camp, and he was like, "Which one should I take?" Like I've I've shot deer with my two seventy, but I haven't shot anything with my four fifty yet, and and I was like, "Yeah, just bring the or just bring your four fifty. and he was like. But if I bring this, I was like, "Yeah, then just bring your 270. <laughs> and then like, I just kept, I kept, I just kept agreeing. He did it like four times, like, and I'm like, I did, right. He's like, "God damn it! You're Which no, you're no fucking help." <laughs> they don't, they don't go far when they get hit with a 450. I'll tell you that. So, Jimmy, what's your thought? Uh, I'm, I'm not overly fond of the Winchester rounds. Um, I shoot Hornady Black out of my 450. Um, Regardless, of ammo, ammo doesn't but, matter. Well, it, it kind of does. It does. Um, it doesn't. So I would go with the 450. Okay. They don't go far. I, I've seen so many deer get taken with the 450, and they do not go far. So, it, it, I mean, I, I've I, shot deer I, with my 270, and they did not go far. I, I told them something similar with the 450, and, you know, for for the situation that he's hunting, like he's hunting in a stand that is pretty much kind of just like a platform ladder stand, and he doesn't have a rail to be able to rest on, so like a lighter gun would, I mean, would be better. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really care about that. I just I'm more thinking like I don't know. Do you have them both sighted in at the same yardage? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've always sighted at like out two hundred yards. Oh, I've never really hunted anywhere where I can shoot longer than that. Like, even even in up in the UP, like. We hunted some like cedar swamps and shit. Where like you're not getting more than a hundred yard shot. So are you sighting it with the main reticle at a hundred? Yeah. Okay. You got a vortex on that. Mm-hmm. You got the vortex package. Like yeah, I did. the same one as you. I we, we bought matching two seventies and we bought matching four fifties. So. We really did. <laughs> I I say bring the four fifty that so I can see what it will do <laughs> to a deer. I'm bringing my 270 just because I get I'm I'm only going up there for like three or four days. I'm only going to be hunting for like three or four days, so like I only get three or four days to hunt out of a year with that gun. So I'm going to hunt with that gun, and then the rest of the year I can hunt down here. Even in the muzzleloader season down here, I can hunt with my 450. So like I've got plenty of time to put the 450 up to its test down or up there. I in but but in the area that I'm hunting. You know, I'm only a couple hundred yards down from you, but the area that I'm hunting is much more open. 
like they open that area way way more than the area that you hunt so the area that you hunt is a lot more condensed still don't know if you're gonna get more than a hundred yard shot no i'm not i'm I'm really i'm really not but uh, again you know I, I have I have I have that confidence in the 270 because I've shot deer with it and I know what it can do. That's, that's why I'm throwing the throwing the debate to the panel. I want to hear opinions. But, so you're at 450. Jimmy's I, at 450. I, I say for you 450. For me 270. I'm, I'm not worried about you. You made your decision. Yeah. The 450 I'm, has a vortex on it. The package, yeah. I would yeah, I would use 450. Yeah. Jason, you're. I, I thought I was sold on my decision, but then I feel like uh, Bob might have changed my mind. Okay, what was your first opinion? My first opinion was 100 yards and in, 450, you haven't shot a deer with it yet. But then when Ryan, or when Bob was like, hey, the rest of the season we can use our 450s down here below the limited firearm season, like, you have a 270. Um, other than... November 15th through the 30th, you can't use it down here. Right. Take the 270. Right. What's the barrel length on the 270? 0.27 yeah. inches. Yes. 0.27 inches. I don't know. Longer <laughs> than the 450? Oh, yeah, the 450 is the, the Ruger <laughs> Ranch. It's like the short. I would use it. If you don't have anything to rest it on, I would definitely use the 450. Like I don't really care about the rest. I'm not worried about that. But I'd know. bring that 450. Yeah. Bob's a 450. 450. Jimmy's a 450. Jason, what was your final decision? I don't know if, did you answer? He says My final decision was 270, but he says I could easily be changed. 270 because it's like the only time this year I'll get to use that gun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what's your decision? So he did, back, he did pack one gun. There's a gun sitting in, <laughs> and he he wouldn't let me look at it. Yeah, there's is a gun a sitting in my garage. I don't know what the fuck it is. It it could be a four ten. I'm gonna predict that it's a twenty eight gauge. Yeah, it could be that twenty eight gauge. It's the yeah, two seventy because I, the same way of thinking that Jason. Was I, I brought it out of the truck and I set it down and I told Bob asked me what 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 I brought and I'm like you'll find out on the podcast. Yeah, yep. It's so, my twenty gauge. Spoiler alert. It, it was honestly like it was driving me nuts for the last like four days. I don't know why. Like it, it, it was that big of a deal. It's just I have nothing else to fucking worry about. So I, I legitimately like I kept thinking like you, Jason. Like this is the only chance I'm really going to get to use it unless I I make it back up to this camp for like late dough or something. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to use it. Do you want to know how many times I used my musky tackle this year? Twice. The two times I went musky fishing <laughs> with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we were so super productive. So use the 270 when you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but then I, I then I thought about, like, I've already shot, like, three or four deer with it. I know what it does. I know what it's capable of. And then I thought, sell it. And I thought, I know, right? I know. And then I thought about 450, and I'm like, brand new gun. I just spent, like, 600 bucks on it. It's a badass gun. It's a badass caliber. So I went with the 450. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it it, it, it shouldn't have been that tough a decision. But I, I mean I do love my two seventy. It I can honestly say I've never shot I don't think I've ever shot at a deer and not hit it. And not killed I, it. I've never missed a deer with my two seventy. Yeah. So. And it's honestly like it's like a, a lower end Remington. I don't even know the model. They don't make it anymore. But 
It's like a I love the gun. It's like a, a Remington seven. But yeah. yeah, I just I opted for this year. I said, you know what i I want to see what that four fifty will do. I've heard nothing but good things about the round. You watch. I'll miss the biggest buck of my life because I brought that instead of the two seventy. And I'll <laughs> eat, I'll eat crow, but oh well. So yeah, I'm going with a new four fifty. Want to see what it'll do? So nice. Yeah. What's he doing over here? It sounds like he's getting a gun out. Yeah, right? He just gets up and starts. It's because he's getting a gun out. Oh, that's your 270. <laughs> yeah. He's so showing this Jimmy. Is the same gun, but yeah, hit... like, a, like a bluish gray. Yeah, nice, mine's like nice a, a bluish gray color, and his is uh, the OD green. Well, you put the Nikon scope on yours. Yeah. Mine just has like the cheap Bushnell that it came with. That was also a deciding factor. That new gun has a badass Vortex crossfire. Yeah. Like, when I bought that gun, I kind of pimped it out. Like, I bought, like, a, a badass sling. I got the scope ring covers. I got, like, all the, the fancy-schmancy shit I could possibly get on it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to take it. So Vortex makes damn good stuff, man. They do. They, my I got new binos um, that are Vortex, and... I actually I took him out the night that I shot that buck and like it was unbelievable looking through those compared to like some of the junk I've had before. I've never had a good pair of binos and uh good? Yeah, I was just adjusting, sorry. <laughs> um I've never had like a good uh set of binos. I've always bought like the cheap $30, $40 bushnells so I didn't want to like ruin them or lose them or drop them or anything like that. And eventually I got some for like Christmas. I told my wife I wanted nice binos and like it is night and day difference. My small game rifle has a vortex on it and the eye relief is seven and a half inches. I can literally hold it out like this. I mean it's a rifle, but hold it out like yeah. this and I can still see it. My arm's fully extended by the way for yeah. everybody listening. Yeah. Yeah, they make good shit. I've all, I've had Nikon too on a couple of my guns and like they make good shit, but it was just a package that Dunham's had with the with the Ruger, so but pretty yeah. badass. So yeah, my Ruger has that Vortex package on it. I yeah. love Vortex shit. I've got it on my AR. I've got I've got a few. So I just wait for you to Vortex. buy shit, and then I'll just buy the same thing. I got so. Vortex binos. <laughs> I got Vortex on my AR. I got Vortex on my yeah. 450. Yeah. I got poison yeah. ivy. <laughs> yeah, I got, po- I got poison ivy. His arms down all night long. What is that shit? Like Bactine or something? Anti-itch. It's also got, uh, I'm not going to try the word, but basically, okay. like, you know. Ben, Anti-chlamydia. Ben, or some shit like Anti-chlamydia. Oh. hydramamine. Oh, okay. Cool. I said it. That's great. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Oh, man. So something else we got to touch base on real quick. Edmund Fitzgerald. It was 42 years ago. 42 years ago. Yeah. Jimmy, do you even know about the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yeah. And the story about Tell it? Tell me what you know. I don't know if you can, because we were going to use that song to open, but we no, also... No, I'm not going to use it open. Oh, okay, I was going to say. I mean, I can use it. I don't monetize it. But, I can, uh, but we took a commercial it. break. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, it was like a sailboat. It was like a sailboat. Four guys cash. on it. They were on uh, six guys. They were on Bud Lake. They were all on yeah. cocaine. And- <laughs> they were on Bud Lake up in uh, Harrison. They went to Bud Lake Bar afterwards after they they crashed and yeah. sunk. Yeah, Cleaned the bar and pour, just the floor they, and mopped. Yeah. <laughs> pour one out. They, they for stopped them. by the Dirty Duck yeah. and got hit. Is there a more like iconic like Michigan thing though than the the Edmund Fitzgerald? Like not just than a the thong. Bud Lake Bar. Yeah, right. I thought they crashed like in the or something. the the story of it. Like, have you guys ever read up on on the story of it? I have. I've uh, I've I've researched it like extensively. It's it's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, this was back in what seventy. I'm trying to do math right now. 75? 70, no, 74, I think. Here, I'll look. Jason's Googling right now. So I think it was 74. Um, so, like, they still had some, like, technology back then, right? Like, are they still, like, you know, yeah, just, kinda. I mean, somewhat. I mean, not a lot. 75. 75. Okay. 75. Yeah, 42 years. But it's just... Um, like Bob and I, when we used to go to the UP every year, every year we cross that bridge and we got to play. I still do it. I did. Always. I, did I always will. I, I don't. We went to the just, UP again. I'm a man of traditions. Like I will not cross that bridge and not play the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, we went to the UP this year for our Labor Day trip, mm-hmm. and we went. We crossed the bridge, and as we crossed the bridge, I told the kids, "Keep it quiet. Shut your faces." Shut your mouth! Shut your face! <laughs> and then uh, play the Edmund Fitzgerald. Well, so what, they can what was it. really and cool? Like, it's really creepy that you're playing the song as we're crossing the bridge. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it is. Well, we're not even close to where it happened. Like the Mackinac Bridge really has nothing to do with it. I don't know why. I don't really know why we started doing that. Well, you can kind of you can see if there's uh, anytime you cross the Mackinac Bridge, it's almost. It's a it's about a seventy five percent chance that you're going to see a freighter crossing through there. Yeah, there there's yeah. always freighters crossing through there. So as there's a freighter crossing through there, and you're playing the Edmund Fitzgerald, it adds a little extra layer of yeah. creepiness to it. What was but. really creepy is when we went to Quamanan and we motored out into Whitefish Bay and listened yeah. to it on Whitefish Bay. Like it, it got it got super cold out there, dude. It, it, was it like, like it went from like. 70 degrees to all of a sudden like 50 or four like yeah, i had to put was, a sweatshirt on it was, it was windy and i'm like man everything was fogging up and it was like oh, something's shit. not right out here it's getting weird out here yeah that's whitefish bay for you though man yeah i I just watched something obviously like you see it on every social media right now but there was some like like a reenactment of like how they think that it like everything happened how it went down because like Half of it's like upside down, so there's so many theories of like what actually happened. Yeah. It's really cool. Shipwrecks like fascinating. And the Great Lakes are really notorious for shipwrecks. Yeah. There's been more shipwrecks on the on between all the Great yeah. Lakes than there has like yeah amongst most of the coastal United States. But um, yeah. yeah, I remember I did a lot of like research on this. I did a. So, like a hundred years ago, I had a Michigan history. Hundred years ago, okay. It was like a hundred years ago. Okay, that's when Michi- Jimmy's friends got permission to hunt that property. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, back then, back then, oh, back in the day, which in, was a in, Wednesday, in, by in the way, sixteen fifty-eight. I I researched the Edmund Fitzgerald. It was a hot and, Tuesday in July. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a hot. It was a hot Tuesday in December. Okay. And, okay. And, uh, All right. I like that too. 
No, there's some really interesting things about the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Like, there's some stuff that where you can follow. Um, you can follow their communications. Yeah, you know, like minute by there's minute. A whole, I looked that up actually when we were out there. I think it was like the day, the night that we did that. I was like laying in the tent, and I looked up like you can read the entire transcript of everything that they yeah. transcribed. They had sent. Um, eerie shit, man. Yeah, eerie it's shit. super weird because there was a there was another trail that was trailing it that they had kind of seen each other at some point and they were having the Edmund Fitzgerald was having problems and it uh it radioed back and it, it kind of shadowed the other ship for a while and then uh, after a while it they it kind of lost, it just lost contact with it like they were maintaining contact and they had they were talking to each other, and there's transcripts of these conversations that were going on between the captain of the Edmund Fitzgerald and the other boat. I don't remember the name, it was but Anderson, I think maybe, yeah. And they were so they were talking back and forth, and then all of a sudden they just lost contact. And then so they, uh, if it was the Anderson or yeah, whichever, was, they they continued on to like the last location of the Edmund Fitzgerald just to kind of like, all right, like where are you at and went to its last position and couldn't find it. And for a while, couldn't find any remnants of the ship at all. And as time went on, the Coast Guard got alerted and things like that, and they just could not find that ship anywhere. And eventually they, you know, they, I want to, I can't remember, but it's all kind of, I, I could have prepared myself okay. a little bit better for this one, but <laughs> well, I just but, thought like, but it, I, I have, I've, I've like researched this, before, I've researched like. this in, in the past because it was super interesting to me. I remember as a kid, I, I remember next the, year we'll do a podcast just on the record. I, I, I remember you. them as a kid, educate the masses. I remember as a kid watching on like channel two news or something like that when they pulled the bell up. So they were yeah. up and they were in whitefish Bay and they sent like a submersible down and they pulled the bell up from, the Edmund Fitzgerald, and it was like this big, big thing. But um, what what I found interesting about one of the things that I found interesting about the Edmund Fitzgerald is that the Edmund Fitzgerald was like, oh shit, how long was it? Was it three hundred feet long? What? Pull it up, Jimmy. Mister Google, working on it. Computing, maybe like computing. Maybe it was like seven. Maybe it was like seven hundred feet long or something like that, and it. And it is sunk in 500 feet of water. I thought it was shallower than that, though. It was because there was. It was. I mean, it was about 700. Yep. Well, how how long was it? 728. Take so, that, Jason. Okay, so it was 728 feet long. At what depth did it sink in? Look at that. Look at that least ten. At least, was, at least 10 feet. It was probably six feet. Like, they were probably looking for the bluegills on the beds. <laughs> they were, they were <laughs> 530. So it's, yeah, that, that was the thing that I That's found amazing. interesting. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of close to what yeah. I'm talking about here. So it was 700-some-odd feet long, sank in 500 feet. So if it had sank straight down as a solid piece, 200 feet of that boat would be sticking out of the water as the nose is touching the ground of the yeah. water. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's like in my mind I found that very interesting is that there was more boat it was longer than in the water yeah. than it sank in. So it had to have well, broken that's what apart. They, one of the theories is like because the waves were so high like when it came down like the nose like like slammed like literally just slammed into the 
into the bottom of the ocean or bottom of the ocean. The, the theory that I, the theory that I had uh, always heard that it was have another beer. The the theory I had always heard that it was that it broke apart, that it basically like snapped and and yeah. came down into there's, pieces. There's and so it, many it theories. Isn't, it is in, in I think two pieces. It's in two pieces, and the back uh, piece on, is upside down on the on the bottom. And that's what they're the, trying to figure out, like how did it break, and then and then the second piece. Upside down, so. right? So, so fascinating, like, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it started to list at some point. So, like, listing is where the the boat will take on a certain amount of water, and it will start to lean to one side or the other. You know, the you know boats of that size are very they're they're calibrated. You know, very well to, to you know it's left and right, forward and back, and it's, it's to how level it is. So, like, as it when it started to sink or started to break apart or as it started to take on water, it started to lean one way or the other. And as it started to lean one way or the other, like it, you know, the, the main, like as a song talks about the, the hatches gave way and it started to take on water. And as it took on more water, it eventually like, because these waves were so large in this particular storm that it was trying to sail through that it, it, that it started to break apart as it, hit these giant waves but most importantly will the legend live on the legend lives on from the chippewas on well, down mostly from the chippewas on down to the big the lake great. they call Gitchikumi. right uh yeah i'm just know. wondering i wasn't sure well superior if the, if the legend will live on superior they said never <laughs> gives up or dead all right so we got two more things that we're gonna we're gonna talk about with the deer camp special so num- number one is the the most iconic hunting movie of all time, Escanaba in the Moonlight. And Jimmy hasn't watched this shit still. Since I was a little boy, yeah. What? Since I was a little kid. Yeah, you don't even remember it. We've been sending you like clips and memes and you don't even know what we're talking about. It's fair. Swing low. <laughs> Again. I don't think the people probably they probably don't like this. They don't like it? No, Why? Because you're picking on you? No, they love that shit. You kidding yeah. me? Bullying's fun. Why don't they? Yeah, why would they not fun. love? Jesus. <laughs> why would they not love Escanaba and the Moonlight? Yeah. If you don't love Escanaba and the Moonlight. If you don't watch Escanaba and the Moonlight. Go on and go on get Yeah, just. Uh, Amazon Prime. Let Amazon get- Prime. Four ninety nine to buy it. You don't even rent it. it. Just buy it. Four ninety nine. Give Jeff Daniels a little bit of revenue. Okay. We should yeah, have him on Michigan the podcast. Man. My neighbor that lives right there, her daughter is married to Jeff Daniels' son. Hook it up, bro. Yeah, yeah let's get him on crazy. the podcast. Dude, I would love to get Amazing Jeff Daniels Amazing actor. On. I would kinda love crazy. to get him on the podcast. Like, she knows Jeff Daniels like, at the wedding and all that weird yeah. shit. But, oh, man, we've been sending each other memes all week, and, like, it's just a tradition. Like, so, if, if anybody's listening you don't watch that movie right before deer season, like, you need to. And Jason, like, how good were those subtitles? Nikki kept asking me, what are they talking about? And I said, stop reading those. Yeah. Yeah. So the funniest shit ever is put the subtitles on. And because they're, like, even, not even just Jimmer, like, the normal actors and, like, the the youper talk they're talking in, like, you have no idea what the hell they're saying. <laughs> the subtitle, like, machine cannot figure it out. That's, uh, that's when I text you, Jeff Daniels' character looks over and says, that's good, Jimmer, and the subtitles were "That's good, German." Yeah, that's good, German. <laughs> well, the one where like he's dancing around the, oh, yeah. the fire, 
Um, I don't even know what he really says. Um, Ujawaka, Ujawaka. Yeah, but it says the Well, the subtitle says not a motion, not a one game. When he goes, Kakawa. Well, the subtitles um, said not a move, dynamo, not emotion, neither wanting. Imagine this shit last night at like like 11 o'clock at night. Everybody else is asleep in my house, and I'm fucking cracking up. I'm like taking pictures of the screen so I can send you guys like pictures of it. Oh, what a fucking weirdo I am. Who's you? Oh, not a man. mo, not a mo, not a motion, not a one game. Hey, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I used to like, I used to like love the movie the first half, and then I'd shut it off when they got like into the the weird bear walk shit. Now I actually really like that part because I think it's just like really funny. The the bear walk. Nah, shit. Nah, nah. It's, it's, it's still the the bear walk shit still gets me. Like I'm still it's, like, what the fuck? You is just going can't on go here, in man? like thinking it's any bit of serious you know i don't know after seeing after seeing like your trail cam picture of god that you got like i don't know man that shit weirded me out man it it was weird it was weird i have a trail cam picture of god it's 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 weird so or explain for a sec or aliens i'm not sure it's a picture that it is just a bright light and there's like weird rays is that eight eight o'clock in the morning and looks like an explosion happened in front of my trail camera. Three pictures of the brightest light and explosion you've ever seen. I already told you what it is. Yeah, it. it I so I can see that. It kind of looks like. What did he say it was? He said it was his ball hair. <laughs> okay, his or a deer's maybe, ball hair, maybe, or Jimmy's, or Jimmy's maybe, beard. Maybe like a super close up of some ball hair, but also looks like God. <laughs> Holy fuck! Can we keep that in? No, oh, that's all staying in. Hundred percent. It has to. If anybody has stuck around this long. Oh man, they're gonna enjoy that one. We, so. You should post it. You should post that trail cam picture that I have and be like, "What the fuck is this? Send it, can somebody the, tell me what this is?" Oh, the, the it's keyboard. Either that it's either that or Jimmy's chin. I can't. It's tell. A, I'm it, telling you, it's, it's at eight oh eight eight oh eight a.m. and it, it's just it, it's just this bright ass light. It's 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 got to be something super up close, like something like a deer stuck its stupid face yeah. right in the camera. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with God, or <laughs> but we're gonna or, go with, but we're gonna go with God, <laughs> or in a big or, it's bear walk, or the bear walk. I, I mean, or it's just aliens, <laughs> or alien ball hair. I see the sighting. Boobity boo, boobity boo, Oh man, I got. I remember like. For some reason, like some fish camp, I got into that. I think it was up at Winnie. I kept saying, boobity boo. <laughs> no idea why. Oh, man. If you forget, if you forget to bring Escanaba to Moonlight, I'm going to kick you out of my I'm truck. Sure you the, guys probably I'm sure the Walmarts the and shit you up there. You could just go back and forth. Oh, and do dude. I've seen it. Uh, I will fucking drop you off. I will, I've seen it. Bring your fire stick or bring that because. I, I actually thought about it. I think we get good enough signal where I could just hotspot and. 
I'll, I'll, don't worry. Because I'm going to watch it again tonight. So, oh, man. So, I think that's um about it for the Deer Camp special. Man, Deer Camp's going to be hoot. Dude, I'm super excited. I, I, it's going to be. A I need idea. this week of deer camp more than I probably ever needed it. <laughs> it's going to be a hoot. Yeah. Hopefully, so, there will um, be some dead deer, some deer on the ground. So we're going to from the buck pole. Yeah. Sorry. What the fuck are you? T- I'm right next to you. Why are you texting me? Because I found a TikTok that okay. explains how, how the Edmund Fitzgerald <laughs> words are hard. How the Edmund Fitzgerald sank. Well, theories. Nobody really knows because they, no, they, uh, were didn't, there. they didn't make it up the boat. <laughs> TikTok knows. TikTok was there. Oh, the TikTok <laughs> warriors know? TikTok yeah. Perfect. was Perfect. Perfect. Um, so we're going to close this one out a little bit differently. Um, there's a, uh, a famous poem that's out there called Palace and the Popple. And if you've probably heard it, um, it's been around since when? 1906, you said? Five. Oh, oh, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm off a year. 1905. Um, uh, Michigan Out of Doors, they play it at the end of their um, their episode before gun season. Whatever um, the episode they air right before gun season, it always closes out their show. We're going to copycat off of them. Jason's uh, tailored it a little bit to the terrible outdoorsman style. So he's going to go through and read through it. Um, so that's how we're going to close out this episode. Not our traditional um, jazzy music I get I get going on. Jazzy, jazzy. Jazzy, jazzy. So final comments, boys, before Jason closes us out. Jimmy's sleeping, so he's out. Good luck, boys. Keep your legs <laughs> crossed, your mind on Jesus. Good luck out there, all y'all. I hope everybody has a successful harvest. Be rooting, be tooting, and by God, be shooting. But above all, be kind. Okay. Jason's got nothing, right? Shoot straight. Shoot straight and shoot often. Double tap. (laughs) Bring the gun up. Take a deep breath to steady your nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Steady your nerves. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's uh, man! You watched that movie a couple times this week, didn't you? I watched it yesterday, and it brought back a lot of lines that I forgot for yeah. many years. Yep. Oh man, that's awesome! All right, so Jason will close us out here. Um, as always, give us a follow on social media. Check out our new website, theterribleoutdoorsman dot com, um, and good luck to all the hunters out there. Um, you know, shoot straight. Hopefully. Uh, no accidents and uh, everybody has a good time at camp so if you're successful post your pictures and use the hashtag the terrible outdoorsman Um, we're going to give away some free swag so um, that'll be cool we have lots of new swag coming my wife's kind of finalizing some of the shirts up i think everybody here saw them they're pretty badass i think so that's going to be hitting pretty soon um but yeah that's all i got good luck everybody get outdoors and don't be terrible It's a smoky, raunchy bear's nest with an unswept, drafty floor and pillow-ticky curtains and apple pucker for a snort. The smell of a pine knot fire from a stovepipe that has come loose mingles sweetly with the boot grease and the Copenhagen snooze. There are work-worn 3030s with battered steel stocks 
and drying lines of long johns and of steaming pungent socks. There's a table for the terrible outdoorsmen where they choose their teams for euchre, and there's deep and dreamless sleeping on bunk ticks stuffed with straw. Dan and Jimmy stand by the stove, their gun talk loud and hot. Ryan and Jason are partners again, pass on a bower they will not. Jimmy's been drafted again as cook and is peeling some spuds for stew. (laughs) While Bob wanders by in baggy drawers, sipping another brew. Nowhere on earth is fire so warm, nor coffee so infernal. No whiskers so stiff, jokes so rich, nor hope blooming so eternal. A man can live for a solid week in the same old underbridges and walk like a man and spit where he wants and scratch himself where he itches. I tell you, boys, there's no place else where I'd rather be come fall, where I eat like a bear and sing like a wolf and feel like I'm bull pine tall. In that raunchy cabin out in the bush in the land of raven and loon with a tracking snow lying new on the ground at the end of the rutting moon. <laughs>